Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here's your host, David Shong. Welcome, folks, to this week's and possibly this year's final episode of the Angler Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, and shocked to life by Reliant Lithium Batteries. This is the episode for the week ending December 16th. I know it's been a while, uh, but how has you know how have things been for you since I think the last time we talked was or you know, at least on the podcast was like before Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, it's going okay. I've actually had was able to spend a few days on the water, which always helps. Um, just dialing in a few things, trying to get ready for next year. Uh, entered the Toyota Series, so um, fishing the Central Division again next year. So just kind of wrapping my mind around that, what I need to do, uh, try to cover the mistakes that I made last year, actually the last two years, and uh, see if I can't uh, compete like I should be. No, and I forgot. I totally forgot to introduce us. This is David Shaw. That's Kenneth Grover. But Kenneth, like, are, are you? Since we're talking about the Toyota series, are, are you hoping to take a? I don't know if the the wild card applies for next season or not. But is that something that's, that's on your mind as well? Since I know that that's a bigger push for you this year or this upcoming season is trying to make a stronger push in the Toyota series and making that All American. They um, the. They still have the wild card, and the deal with okay. the wild card is, you know, well, each division has three tournaments. So yep. when they started the wild card, it's a case, it's a deal where you can fish more than three, uh, and they'll they will you get points from your best your best three. So mm-hmm. if I fish all three in the central, let's say I do really good in two of them and kind of bomb the the third one, mm-hmm. then I can I can fish one of the other tournaments potentially mm-hmm. do well, and then those. You know, my two good from the central on that one would actually count as my three tournaments for points. Uh, and they take uh, the, the one change I do have. I think it was um, I forget the number now, but they're taking more people out of the wild card. Oh, really? Right. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, right now, I'm not planning on fishing a fourth one. OK. Um, I, I, ideally, I would hope that I could uh, I could qualify and not have to use the fourth one. Uh, the central division is typically the toughest division. Um, okay. now they, they are telling us they're going to cap it at 260. You know, last year we ended up with, I don't know, I don't remember what we had a gun. It was a 360, 370, maybe wow. 380. I mean, it was, it was a huge field. Um, but when you look at that, you, you look at that compared to some of the other, the other divisions, you know, they still qualify the same amount of fishermen to go to the, to the Toyota championship. Well, sure. Percentage wise, that's a lot worse. Um, so I, I'm, I'm glad they're at least capping it at 260. Uh, the payout's good at 260. Actually, the payout was good at three something. Um, uh, that was the one thing I was concerned about when I heard that, that we had that big of a field was how would they handle the payout? And I, I will say, because I did go back and check, they did a good job of, of distributing that money throughout the field. Uh, and they actually paid more percentage with that big of a field than they would have. Uh, if it had stayed at the cap 260. So we don't always see that in tournaments. A lot of tournaments, you know, they get more entries and they actually end up keeping more of those entry fees and not distributing back out to the anglers. But I can say in the Toyota series, they've done a good job of uh, of getting the money back out to the anglers. And that's that's a large reason why I continue to fish them. I, I think 
for the uh, for the entry fee that you have to pay and the potential mm-hmm. for the payout. Um, you know, they do have the thirty five thousand dollar bonus Phoenix if you win one. That obviously uh, skews their winning their winnings uh, quite a bit. But there's a lot of Phoenix guys that have taken advantage of that, so they they ended up paying that out quite quite often. So a two hundred sixty boat field uh, first place is I think right at a hundred thousand dollars with that bonus. Oh wow! So um, that's kind of hard to beat with a seventeen hundred dollar entry fee. Now let's see here. Is there a difference in the venues this year? I know that Gunnersville and Chick are the are concerts. I don't remember which. Yeah, the, the, the last two years it was uh, Gunnersville. Uh, Del Hollow and Chickamauga, and this year it's going to be Gunnersville, Smith Lake, and Chickamauga. Okay. So it's That's actually technically closer ge- geographically. Um, okay. Yes. So um, that's good and bad. I I really I was kind of hoping to go back to Del Hollow. I really like Del Hollow. Um, mm-hmm. in, in some ways, I prefer to fish lakes I'm not so familiar with. Um, but hey, it is what it is. I'm going to take advantage of it. Now, obviously, there's some. There are some things that can that can help um, with them being so close, like Smith Lake. I'll probably drop back and forth from my house for the tournament, so I won't even have to worry about you know a hotel or or renting a house or anything like that. I'll just drop back and forth. And that that early in the year, you know, having my boat sitting in my garage overnight could be could be an advantage. Uh, okay. Obviously, can help help get tackle organized in the evenings. But uh, you know, if it's raining or we get snow or sleet, which can happen, then obviously. Uh, you know, it's it's out of the elements uh, and can either dry out or stay dry. So, with was it? Look, I'm looking at the schedule for the central, uh, central Toyotas right now, and yeah, everything is pretty much within the first, within like basically almost three months within that three month period from February to April. Yeah, February, uh, March, and April. Yeah, um, that's pretty. Are you expecting it to be? Nothing that it's not competitive, but like I guess the bite wise, is it going to be super tough? Like I guess a weight's gonna be super close, big bags for all three lakes, or um, it really depends on what's happening with the weather. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Gunnersville last year, strangely, before the tournament started last year, I thought the lake was fishing tougher than it was the year before. Uh, I'd actually been catching them pretty good the year before, okay, uh, and it'd been pretty consistent. Um, last year, it was very inconsistent leading up to the tournament, but. One of those factors is we had a lot of rain and the water came up. And I think what it did is it some guys that um, maybe weren't on anything or maybe not as familiar with the lake, it, it actually kind of probably helped them um, in picking up on, on a pattern a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the year before was when we had all the uh, the snow and ice right before the tournament. We had guys that, that launched their couldn't couldn't actually launch their boat because their boats were froze to the trailer. Mm-hmm. And if they did, they had, you know, frozen live well lids and all, I mean, all kinds of problems. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it's a, that's just kind of an example, though, of of you don't know because the weather, the weather can be so different that time of year. February here in North Alabama is it, it's it's a crapshoot. I mean, it, it could be it could be 60 degrees and water temps in the 50s or you know, we could have highs in the 40s and water temps in the high 40s. With two events being so close to home, I guess, like how 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 much time are you devoting yourself to uh, preparing for each tournament? I guess like you know, before whether whether it's including the pre practice, you know, all that stuff. Like like how how shortly before that tournament are you looking to start working 
like you know researching and stuff like that well they're they're close to home but I, i've always and i've always been this way i've never wanted to have a a home lake i've never i've never wanted to have a lake that i just had places that i just go fish and i fish them all the time and that's kind of all i know i i try to look at these lakes almost like from a fresh viewpoint of like i've never been on them before obviously mm-hmm. i do have some knowledge to go on but I, I really try to enter especially these events because when you when you get that many boats on the water especially you're looking at four or five days of practice in the tournament pressure changes things um the the, the bite will change in that in that period so you kind of have to really be careful about, you know, getting certain spots in your head of I've got to fish, you know, these certain certain places. So I've really, and the other thing is I've never I've never had enough time consistently to to devote to just one lake. I mean, I, I'm six miles from the boat ramp here at Wheeler Lake, and that's probably the lake that I fished the least amount in the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, that's just the way that's just the way it is. But even though they are close to home, I'm familiar with them. I can almost look at them as as though you know I'm I'm really not that close because I, I'll I'll just kind of I'll just try to look at them from a fresh viewpoint. Um, and I think Gunnersville started has started to fish different the last last year. Okay. So there there are some areas of the lake that had kind of gotten where you couldn't depend on them, and I think they've opened up now. So. This will be a tournament that it will it will make sense to really kind of go into it with an uh, with a complete open mind. Okay. Um, like so, what was it? Since it's so early in the year, too, with Gunnersville being the first one in what mid February there. With whether it's like the classic that's been there, like wrong more or less. I mean, maybe maybe months or so after that period, more or less. But again, like you said, weather could dictate uh how things play out in a way but um how much does like big events uh or, or previous events during that same time of the year how how much does that factor into your game plan or do you try to say you know what i i keep that in the back of my mind but i gotta treat it as a a, a different lake that i don't know and, and try to hopefully you know even though you you whether it's from fishing tournaments or pleasure fishing or even like covering abt stuff i know like gunnersville is, is always something that you're um around a bit but do you take a lot of that knowledge and just kind of shove it aside in a way and only re- go to it when you really, really have to, or, or like I said, or do you keep that stuff fresh and, and factor that quite a bit into your pre- uh, preparations? You know, I've, and, and, you know, th- this wasn't on our notes, by the way. I, Sorry. You know, I, don't, I don't know how we got off on this. Sorry. But, um, that's okay. We, we can, we can go down this road if you really want to, but, uh, you know, Gunners will get it gets so much pressure, so much fishing. Um, it, it's a lake that you know you can do a lot of different things. You can do a lot of things in a lot of different areas. So uh, I, I really try not to fish this lake like other people fish it. I, okay. I really try to do my own thing, um, and, and especially when it's when it's that many boats on the water. I, I think you, I think you're at an advantage when you're doing something that maybe no one else has thought of. Because everybody hits the bridges, everybody does certain things. There's certain areas on that lake that everybody fishes through in practice. Yeah. So you kind of have to do something a little bit different. And in the key in any kind of grass lake, this happens in Florida. It happens in you know lakes in Texas have grass, but the key is finding you know areas that have fish. Yeah. You know numbers of fish, and then kind of dial in those areas as as the tournament goes on. 
So that will be really be the key during practice is try to figure out which areas have have active fish because it, it's not always the same. There, I mean, there are certain areas that tend to have fish most of the time, but the, the large groups of fish can change from year to year. The, the, the grass itself will grow different and it, and it can position the fish in different ways. Any any other tournaments like BFLs that you're planning to fish next year? I know that uh, I know that's something that you were thinking about possibly taking advantage of because that's what you dabbled in before you devoted more time to the Toyotas. But any any BFLs in your or, or any other uh, upper tier uh, uh, tournaments that you have uh, on your schedule for 2023? Well, um, I really like the BFLs, and I I, I fished the All American in 2000. I'd like to go back to that tournament. Um, so it's kind of hard to fish BFLs unless you can fish every tournament in the division. So mm-hmm. part of what I have is, um, and you know this, but with, with English Channel, I, I help out um, for the Alabama Bass Trail. We do the on-the-water live coverage for their tournaments, as well as we're creating footage for the TV show. So I do on-the-water analysis, interview anglers uh, on the water, and then, you know, after and during weigh-ins as they come off the weigh-in stage. So those are... 15 days, 14 weekends out of my year that I kind of, I devote to that. So mm-hmm. by the time I, I put that on my calendar first and try to figure out what I can fish outside of that, it gets, it gets really hard. I've been lucky that the Toyota series central division has worked out to where there's not been a conflict the last okay. three years. So that, that makes that a pretty easy decision, but I really struggle with um, both the Choo Choo and the Bama division of, of BFL because I, I think, I think they actually, consider the Alabama's trail schedule when they make their when they make their schedule the problem is the Chuchu division is only worried about the north division of, of abt and the bama mm-hmm. division is only worried about the south division of abt sure so so the bama division tournaments tend to be on the same weekends as north division um of abt and then the Chuchu, lots of cases has tournaments on the same weekend as the south so uh, i think my 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 issue this year with the choo-choo is there's it's either two or three that, that, that are a conflict. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I did, I have fished the, the, the two day tournament the last couple of years, you know, the last tournament of the year kind of thing, just because I, I like fishing in the fall and yeah, those are good, good tournaments. It's very good competition, man. The, the choo-choo division BFL has got to be one of the toughest divisions that they have, um, uh, with the guys that fish that, um, I just I like the competition. It's it's a lot of good guys, and um, it's all you know. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, as long as I'm going to continue to do the uh, the work for Alabama Bass Trail, it kind of limits me okay. in some of my schedule. Um, you know, the Alabama Bass Federation. I fished two years ago. I, I had too many conflicts last year. It looks like there's a conflict for every single one of them this year, so I can't do that. That's something I'd like to to continue to do. I'd like to try to qualify for the for the classic. Uh, that's a long shot, but it happens. There's mm-hmm. a possibility. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's a conflict there. So it makes it, it makes it tough to, uh, to find options. But, uh, yeah, I will, I will probably try to sneak in some, some BFLs when I can. Okay. Well, obviously with me, I, I, I'm not as an accomplished angler <laughs> as you saw. I'm not having any, I don't have any tournaments like that lined up. But, um, I don't know, in terms of things that I don't, I don't think I've, this last time we talked with with me, well, what I just came down with an illness, just got over another one, or at least going through another one here. So, uh, other than that, I know that's why people are wondering why I sound 
even though I guess people could argue that I don't talk as much as so they probably don't know how I sound like, but if I do sound different, that's probably why is because I'm still dealing with a, or I'm hoping it's on the tail end of a bug here. But um, other than that, I, I don't know. It's been what, two, three weeks since we last talked. Um, but uh, for those that don't know, I'll, I'll keep it kind of short and brief, but uh, if you didn't pay attention or didn't get a chance to listen, listen to our last, our, our most recent episode, uh, our ringmaster, uh, Chris Brown, was, is no longer going to be part of the podcast, uh, and I believe he will be transitioning to something else uh, in the start of the new year. So for those that are wondering why Chris is not running the show today and why I'm driving the bus around the roundabout too many times, that's probably why. No, that is why. <laughs> so, but uh, today we have this on uh, this episode, we're going to keep it short and sweet in a way. Uh, no guests because guys are still uh, too busy getting stuff ready for the upcoming season holidays coming up. And um, what was it? Uh, yeah. Preparations for that. And, some guys are still trying to get their bucks or does out of the way. So, um, but there are, there have been a, a few big notes uh, or news that have come out since our last episode. Um, the first being um, the registration for the Big Bass Tour recently opened. That was the weekend, uh, the first weekend of December. This year, they added uh, two new venues the St. Lawrence River and the Upper Mississippi River, uh, which is out of La Crosse. Um, so they have a total of 14 events, and two of the uh, 14 are what they call, what is it, mega? What was it? Basically, they're four-day, yeah, mega mega events. They're four-day events, and that is uh, the Conroe and Gunnersville event. Um, but so, yeah, talking about, uh, what was it, possible uh, tournaments that, I might be interested if, if it works out. That might be one since there, I, I got no knowledge really of the Mississippi River, but that might be one where I'm interested in possibly signing up for if it does work out with scheduling. But they've got, like I said, 14 events there. Um, I don't know. I know they were giving a rods for like uh, early registration, but yeah, they've got two new events there. I don't know if you, uh, if you, what your thoughts are about the, uh, what was it, the Big Bass Tour event, especially with Gunnersville. Uh, I don't know if that, that's something that's piquing your interest at all, that KG. Well, uh, I've fished them before, but I, since I started fishing the Toyota series, I can't fish them. Um, they have uh, a rule in there about if you fish so mm. many tournaments with a certain entry fee and all that, that, that you can't fish them. So I, I'm in, right. ineligible to fish them, uh, which is a shame. I, I really enjoy fishing those. Uh, they do a really good job. I've, I've, I did fish the Gunnersville event two years. Uh, we fished, Chris and I actually fished uh chickamauga one year um you know one of those days up, up there but uh, they do a really good job have you got an app that kind of keeps you updated on how the weights are going so it's it's easy to 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 navigate of where where you stand and what you need to do you know those those deals there's a lot of uh strategy in um making the decision of when you weigh your fish uh and and uh, you know there's there's guys who've been doing that for years that that have a way that a system and how they do that. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's a, that's a lot of it. I, I know guys that, you know, travel around, um, some of these different lakes and fish together. They fish three or four of them to a boat, uh, and just kind of make it, you know, uh, uh, an outing with friends and, yeah. um, you know, whoever catches, catches the good, the good fish and potentially getting some money. It's just bonus for the trip. But, uh, obviously, you know, good turnouts. Gunnersville is a very good turnout. Yeah. And I think you can see that with them trying to, to go four days. So it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out. 
always a lot of fish caught, always some good fish caught, um, give away a lot of money, give away a boat. So yeah, really good event for a lot of guys. And, and, for, and for those that aren't familiar with this big bass style format, there's an hourly winner. So it's not necessarily just the biggest bass of the event, which obviously there is a price for that, but there's a hourly, uh, there's a price for hourly big bass as well. And so there's some strategy that comes with some of the guys knowing when to weigh in and stuff like that, or weighing to say if, if you're like towards the end of one hour and you might have a fish that might be able to beat the current biggest fish of the hour, but you might want to just hold off and um, waiting for the next hour. So there's a lot of strategy that goes behind that as well. So, um, but yeah, so th 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 there is, that is a more unique format from the traditional seven, eight hour fishing day, you know, catch way, I mean, catch release and then bring him into the scales type of a format. It, you know, in a lot of cases, it doesn't take a very big bass in order to, to, to make a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that fish that they either, you know, fish smaller tournaments or don't fish many tournaments that, you know, feel like, uh, you know, I don't really want to spend the money to do that. Mm -hmm. But this type of event, I mean, it, you really catch just a couple of decent fish and, and you can make a little bit of money, you know, obviously get your money back from your entry, but then have a chance to, you know, maybe pay your gas bill or your hotel bill, bill or whatever you did to, you know, spend your, your two or three days on the water there. And the nice thing with this is, you know, most of them, except for the, the for Conroe and Gunnersville, they're three day events, and you don't have to necessarily register for all three. You could register for two or even one day. Um, one day re uh, registration fee is one hundred and fifteen dollars. Two days is one hundred sixty five dollars, and all three is two hundred and fifty. Whereas for uh, Conroe and Gunnersville, one day is one hundred fifteen. Uh, 165 for two day, which is the same. Uh, three days is 250. So it's actually all the, it's the same for all three days. If you're going to do three days for Conroe or Gunnersville, but if you're going to do all four days, it's 325. So um, again, it's something where, again, if you're, if you're concerned about, hey, I, I can only do one, you know, I, I can only take off on Saturday or whatever. Um, there's, you know, you don't have to commit yourself to the whole entire event. You could just pick a day that works best for you or days and, and, and you know, try your luck that way instead of having to, you know, again, um, Register like like for instance like like with UKG uh, fishing uh, Toyotas you got to be able at least to vote two if not three days if you make that final day uh, and you're paying for that set uh, that registration is one set rate so uh, again so it, it makes it's a very uh, friendly you know a casual friendly uh, format with the registration so yeah um let's see here just to kind of quickly go over this the the uh big bass tour schedule just in case for those that are possibly interested in signing up uh the harris chain is the first event which takes place between february 10th through the 12th conroe again that's a four-day event is march 2nd through the 5th clark's clark's hill is march 10th through the 12th norman is march 24th through 26th ufala alabama is march 31st through april 2nd Table Rock is April 14th to the 16th. Lake Murray is April 28th to the 30th. Smith Lake, or Smith, I'm sorry, Smith Mountain Lake is May 5th to the 7th. Chickamauga is May 19th to the 21st. The St. Lawrence River is July 28th to the 30th. So there might be some pretty good smallmouth being caught there. Uh, the Mississippi River in La Crosse, Wisconsin is August 4th to the 6th. Smith Mountain Lake, the fall event is September 29th to October 1st. Douglas Lake is October 6th through the 8th. 
And the final event of the season is the four-day event on Gunnersville from October 12th through the 15th. All right. So moving on, our the other one of the other big news uh that kind of came up during our uh hiatus there was the uh announcement of the changes to the NPFL for the 2023 season. Uh this year, I, I don't know if if there was a solid cap before, but they are capping the field this upcoming season to 130 anglers, uh paying down 41 spots for all regular seasons events. Uh they have decreased their entry fees down from i believe it was six thousand dollars per event uh this past couple seasons to 5200 so that's a significant i guess a, a decent amount but that adds up for over all uh, the whole entire schedule and they're planning to pay out a hundred thousand dollars for first place with about almost five hundred thousand dollars for each event so that's a pretty hefty payout for I, I know that the the registration fee is up there for uh it's, it's up there about with the same as what an elite series or um i don't know about bass pro tour but these with elite series it's it's up there but the payout matches the the top level stuff so were you surprised by that kg um uh, actually no and i i th- i think i mean let's just call it what it is i think this is really uh, you know, kind of an answer to some of the other things that have gone on. And I, I think in order to get that field up to 130, like they would like to, uh, they have to give, give a little bit more enticement to some of the anglers, uh, mm-hmm. $6,000 per, per tournament with six tournaments is a little steep. Um, obviously, uh, that helps. Um, now the other thing is that they are saying they're going to have a championship. So, yep. um, that, that is, that is a plus for these guys. So you compare it to the invitationals, um, I'm not, I'm not really meaning to compare, but just to give you something to look at, it's still $200 a tournament more that they're paying in entries, but they do have a championship um, where the invitationals do not. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think now that we've seen the, uh, and we'll talk about this later, but now that we've seen the invitationals roster, we've seen the guys that are fishing all nine uh, of the opens. There are some anglers that have been fishing the NPFL uh, in, in both of those. Now, I, I don't know if, if guys are going to try to fish both. Um, you know, Keith Carson did that last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be several doing that. So we don't, we don't know that yet, but there, some of their anglers may have gone to some of these other, uh, other options. Um, which is, you know, giving them another reason to try to find more anglers. But I know these guys, uh, you can go to their website and, and you can, uh, you can try to at least send your information to them. Uh, for them to look over it and have a chance to fish uh, their tournaments, you know, for 2023. Look, it's if you watch their tournaments, if you watch the live coverage, uh, obviously Fat Cat and Luke Duncan do a great job with the live coverage. You know, some of their the things that they do with their weigh-in, the drive-through weigh-in and all that uh, is trying to help these anglers. Obviously, you know, your, your, your truck gets involved in that. You, they see your boat. Um, so there's some things that they do a little bit different than some of the other tournament organizations, and they're really trying to, um, you know, cater to the fishermen, try to make it really good for the fishermen from everybody that I've talked to this fishies that that's what they say. It's kind of a, a family environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that they can still make it. I'm glad that they're around. Um, you know, I, I think I've said this to you guys or you and Chris before that I like for anglers to have options. Yeah. Um, so th- this is an option for for anglers, and obviously the guys that fish it, it's it's a very, it's a valuable option to them because they've chosen to fish these instead of something else. So 
you know, I hope they're able to make it. I hope they, I'd, I'd like to see them on the full field. I'm not sure they've had a full field yet. Um, you know, that this is, this will be the third year, I guess, that they've, uh, mm-hmm. that they've had tournaments. I don't think they've had a full field yet. So I'd like to see them get a full field. Uh, I'd like to see these guys, uh, you know, continue to grow, stick around, get through their championship, you know, hopefully add some sponsorship dollars behind them, kind of get that, get that ball rolling a little bit better than what it has, a little more consistent, maybe I should say. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good that anglers have options. We got a lot of anglers coming through the college ranks. We see it with the high school. These these guys need somewhere to go, uh, and there's there's only so many so many slots between the invitationals trying to get there, uh, and and the opens, and and then these guys. You know, it at least gives another avenue for for tournament angler to potentially make money to live off of, um, and then. You know, there again, there's, 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 it's a very small percentage, in my opinion, of of these tournament guys that actually make money off tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it at least for those that want to to try it and, and make a run at it, um, you know, it, it at least gives them an avenue to to do that. Now I know with like the last year, I don't know if it was on this time when they uh, announced their tentative. 2022 roster and there were guys like, you know, like uh, a bunch of elite guys were actually on the schedule I mean on the roster and then obviously some some fallout with sponsors or some other stuff happened and and that probably um made some guys that did initially commit you know pull out do you think that with the higher payout um as long as it doesn't conflict with uh you know their current uh, or their other commitments. Do you think there will be other guys that uh, for this from the Bass Pro Tour, which I highly doubt personally, just from having seen how they've done. Some of those guys have uh, spread themselves out in other, uh, well, I guess in the pro circuit this year. But um, any any chance do you think that of, of elite, more elite guys or possibly even um, invitational guys committing to the NPFL for 2023? Uh, um, you know, I'd be a little shocked. Um you know, if if you're if you're well, let, let I'll start with this. The change in the opens, I think, is probably maybe the the, the biggest uh, drastic difference. And mm-hmm. and you you look at that that's a nine tournament commitment. So guys mm-hmm. that are fishing all all nine opens, there's not much time to fish anything else. Yeah. So we had what 100. I think I count 179 anglers in that list. Yeah. Doing that, that that's a, that's a lot of anglers. Um. So I, I don't see anybody on that on that road that would be willing to try to also fish MPFL. Mm-hmm. So then the, the next the next uh, obvious option would be the Invitationals, mm-hmm. and there again that that's another six tournament uh, deal. I've not looked to see if there's conflict in schedule. There may yeah, be conflict. In, there could be conflicts in schedule where it, it it'd make it really hard to do. But you know Keith Carson did do it last year. Uh, and he's his, he is fishing the invitationals. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume at this point, he's going to fish in BFL as well, as yeah. long as there's not conflicts. And I'm assuming he can. Um, could there be some others? There could be. I, I know there are some NPFL guys from last year that are on the invitational yep. roster. So I, I, I'm interested to see it. I, I, I wish I had a roster for NPFL. I know they're trying to fill it. We probably won't see it until, you know, not long before their first tournament. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, probably maybe, I don't, I don't even remember when the first tournament, but probably mid-January at the earliest, I'm guessing, before we will see that roster. But uh, I am curious to see if there's guys that will fish, try to fish the Invitational and NPFL. 
I, I wouldn't expect any BBT angler to fish it. Um, and the reason why I say that is I think if if there's a BBT angler that wanted to fish for tournaments, they would have done the I th- invitationals. I think they would have entered the invitationals. Yeah. Um, I, I, that I think that kind of makes more long term sense because there 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 is an opportunity to also make the red crest. There's an opportunity to 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 requalify into uh, the BBT. So if you're an angler that that currently fishes BBT and that's where you want to stay, um, I, I would see you fishing the invitationals if you wanted more tournaments. Because I believe what was it uh, this year? At least from the elite series side, obviously Patrick Walters. He fished them. Uh, Jason Williamson. I don't know if he fished all of them, but I know he fished a good amount of the 2022 events for the NPFL. I can't think if there was anyone else from the Elite Series side that uh, fished this year with NPFL. But yeah. it'd um, be interesting to see if if they continue. Uh, again, like, as we, I don't know, like, as I've seen, and I'm pretty sure we've all noticed that like, with guys like Hacking you know, and Casey Ashley, guys that were when back in the FLW days, uh, the FLW tour days where they were double dipping on both the elite series side and the FLW tour, uh, they, it seems like if you're fishing, the more you fish, the more in tune and the better you end up doing. I'm not sure if that's coincidence or does just, um, if that's, if that's actually a sign of that, you know, that, you know, as long as you're fishing that you're just tuned in a lot better, but, right. um, but yeah, I, I, I will say this though, if you're an elite angler and you're looking for extra tournaments, yeah, I don't think the opens make sense to you, um, unless you're trying to find a backup way to just to, to get your elite qualification. Hopefully, to be there and but you'd, you'd have to fish all nine of them. How are you yeah. going to fish nine of those in the complete elite series trail? I I, I think that'd be too hard to do. I, it would be especially because with if you're talking about not including because uh, obviously the the opens don't conflict with the elite series weekends as well. But again, when you got back to back and depending on without having with I'm assuming neither one of us has sat down to see, okay, well, Hey, op- opens is this weekend. And the next elite series is that following weekend. How far of a commute that would be. But some of those, I mean, what was it? Uh, no, I'm thinking of John Cox. I think, was it the, was it the red crest? I forget where John, he missed one day, but it was like a long, yeah. almost a half the country trek to get to the next event. And he missed one day, but that, that yeah, can be pretty. It, if, if you're an elite, elite series angler, you can't let nine open tournaments potentially mess up your elite schedule, your, your elite tournaments. You're going to have to be so dialed in on those and freely focus on those and try to be competitive and, and, and potentially feel in, you know, those, those open times working for your sponsors. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I just, and someone might do it and surprise me. I just don't see how you could justify fishing all nine opens uh, and the elite series. Uh, and the reason why I say it's all nine is because there would be no reason to just fish three of them. Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't, they're not good money. So no, you're you're not gaining anything by only fishing, you know, a, a division. You would have to fish all nine to potentially get anything out of them. So, I, I, you know, there, uh, Patrick Walters, you know, the NPFL may still be a really good, you know, second option for him. It gives him a chance to. There's there's still a a chance to make pretty good money. Um, it's you know, I could I could see him doing that um, in, instead of you know maybe a. a t- in the old way, a two division of the opens or a, a three tournament, one division opens kind of thing. 
I just don't see where it makes sense for an elite guy to, to, to do that anymore. Well, and I believe, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pop the schedule because uh, what was it? Because the NPFL format, their schedule is, you know, it's not obviously with like the invitational uh, or the pro circuit, the FW tour, whatever it was, for the most part, it was always very heavy first half and you're pretty much done with the season by midsummer. Uh, right. which, which is similar to the elite series and i mean they, they all they all kind of they all kind of match you fished heavy from january to june yeah um we're in pfl where you're headed with this is 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 more spread out yeah because uh, it's like every so yeah so the first event for npfl is uh the 26 february 26th to march uh and that's in amistad in the right patman's april uh, so yeah, it's yeah, April 16th through 22nd, uh, stop three Santee, uh, May 21st to the 27th, uh, Saginaw Bay is July 16th to the 22nd. So, so, so ha- half, half the tournaments, three out of the six are, would be kind of in the same time frame as an elite yeah. schedule or, or an invitationals or a, a, a BPT schedule. Yeah. Um, so that leaves the other three, you know, the other, the other half of the schedule completely outside of that outside of that range yeah because then yeah the last uh was it uh ufala oklahoma is september t- the 24th to the 30th which i believe with maybe with the exception of bass, bass pro tour without having the schedule pulled up that would be i think that the elites should be done by then uh the opens might still be like with one or two more events left at that point um but the, the what was it the we know for sure the invitations are done by then so guys that are you know um the elite series guys are invitational guys that that leaves an event open for them and then obviously Lanier that's October so for the most part I think BBT would be done, be done by then too so um but yeah but I think that uh like you said uh with the payout I think that the payout might uh with the reduction with the with the entry fees down to $5200 per event and that $100,000 payout I think that for well, not, not not that's about well, money but well, we know first place. First place is 100. We don't yeah. know the rest of them. So it'll be interesting to see the, the you know, the full breakdown of that payout. Yeah, I think uh, I think all they said was 100K for first place and paying, what, 40 places? 41st place, yep. So okay. uh, that's almost, you know, that's about a, just under under one-third of the field. If, if they do get a max of 130 guys, that's just under one-third of the field getting paid. So, um, but then again, if you, if you get first, uh, I, I forgot who was it. I think it was Taylor Watkins. He won three events, I think, on their side this year. So that's you know, if, if you have a good year like that and can take advantage, of it, that's three hundred thousand dollars. If you do, if you pull a Taylor Watkins and get three wins in a year, but but then again, even then, uh, winning one event might might be more than what most anglers make just uh, in the lower place, uh, lower paying places throughout the whole entire season. So, but you know, so, it, kind of, it kind of gets back to the other the other thing we've been saying is you know to be to be a professional angler. Uh, it, it's a lot different now. The landscape's a lot different now than what it used to be. And, yeah. um, you know, these guys have to have a way to make money in between tournaments. You can't just rely on your tournament winnings because yeah. if you if you look at the standings every year of what guys actually made in tournament winnings, there's only a handful that, that can say they've actually made money, you know, in, in that year. Now, some of them make a lot of money, but it, it, it's a very small number. So, you know, these guys, whether it's on their own business or, you know, it's through social media avenue that we have now, mm-hmm. um, you know, YouTube or whatever, you know, these guys have to have another avenue to make money in between tournaments. And if if you have that, then it opens up your options. You, you've got, 
you can take advantage of 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 the options that are that are out there um and not have to necessarily rely on having to win a tournament in order to you know to survive yeah. uh, at that at that point winning may be maybe the bonus you know it may be what really catapults you into it but you you've got you've got some kind of an income to kind of get you through get you through the season it might even give you a chance to fish more tournaments where you can fish uh you know uh, um you know, add the, add the MPFL or, you know, adding something to it in order to give you more opportunities to, to cash in. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what was it for guys that wanted to devote their 2023 schedule to the NPFL? Uh, like you mentioned, there is a championship, which uh, at the end of the year, uh, which I believe, let's see here, the top 40 in the, the end of the year, get uh, a no entry uh, fee, uh, no entries paid toward or it, they get their, they get invited toward the championship, um, and then uh, the end of the year gets twenty thousand dollars with their twenty twenty four season uh, entry fee, entry fees paid for. So, um, again, for guys that um, what was it that are looking for a decent option for payout and everything, or and, and, and I guess you could say a semi friendly or friendlier. Uh, schedule for guys that have a regular job to, to support their families uh, that, that are some additional things that they've added this upcoming season compared to the previous two seasons. So um, let's see here. Then before we take a break here, I guess we'll go into the because um, we, uh, yeah, we'll go into the last big event of the year uh, in terms of uh, on the I guess in the bigger organizations, that was the Bassmaster Team Championship slash Fish Off. Now, this is uh, if this format has been around for a good what has it been this way for quite a while, or just more recently with the with the way how because it's like a what a it was a four day event right with all the qualifying teams from the different various team trails they fish two days and from there the top six teams i forget the top 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 three teams top so six, six anglers yeah six anglers yeah, six top six anglers so the top three teams those six anglers fish the next two days am i correct that is that format been around yes. like that for quite a while or just more recently and they fish individually for those last two days yeah. um you know it's been around for a little while but i, I don't know i'm thinking three or four years that's what maybe, i thought i, I, I know it's newer. Five at the most yeah i know it's newer but i don't uh, i don't i don't like the format <laughs> at all I, it's no i don't just to be honest with you, David, I don't care for it at all. I don't, I don't, I don't get taking guys that fish as a team for two days and then split them up for two days. I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I, I say keep them as a team and however many take, take two, take the top team. At the, at the end, take the top team, and they both go to the classic. Yeah, and then that's what I guess that's that's where it gets a bit tricky because again, in the end, besides the small pot or purse that you're you're uh, fishing to win, the the ultimate prize for most of these anglers, because again, uh, again, they fish a different format. You know, whereas every other position, every, every other classic position is won by a single angler. Like you know, it's not a team format. It's each individual angler qualifies for either a particular spot. Whereas this one. Um, you qualify all the way until the last two days as a unit. So um, it, it is a bit different. Like I do kind of agree with you. Cause I was going to say that it, it's almost like, cause you know, in the end, especially if you, if you both go in, um, what was it uh, as a team you're doing, like whether regardless, whether it's the local trail that you 
fish to get there or even to fish at the championship. You're both working together. So more or less you're sharing, you know, like who's to say whose waypoints are what. And then when it comes down to it, um, you know, like who fishes what on those last two days, you know? So I tell, I totally agree with that. Cause I know, I know that that kind of came down to, was it two years ago when, uh, Jordan Wiggins ended up being the guy. I, I know, like, I think those two guys, that team there, they kind of, um, not, not saying that, uh, who was it? It's, was he Sam's, right? Was it, was it, yes. was it his part? And yes. I'm not sure. If, I'm not saying that he gave up the spot, but I remember something about like that, that, you know, um, something along the lines that, it, you know, is definitely more Jordan's had the strong, that's the wrong wording, I guess you could say, but it seems like it was, you got to you got to you got to think if you're if you if you've caught them really good for two days and maybe you've mm-hmm. got you know an area of the lake that you've got that's really good or or it could even be a spot mm-hmm. you know and some of these some of these lakes it very well could just be a spot how, how are you going to share that you, yeah because if you try to share it then you're actually handicapping both of you. you're making it hard for you for you both to succeed as an individual so you almost and because you almost kind of have to have to say you know. One of them, one of them gets the juice, and the other one's got to go find some backup. And, yeah. and I, I don't know, I don't know. I just because well, it's just hey, if you, it, it, it is what it is, and I, obviously all they wanted to get <laughs> to give is one spot to the classic. Yeah, that, that's the only reason why they do it is because they don't want to give up two spots to the classic. But I'm, yeah. I'm saying if you're gonna, if you want these team guys to be involved, go ahead and just give them two spots. It would make that tournament, I think, so much more interesting and enjoyable. You know, three days, fish as a team, you win as a team or you lose as a team. That, that's just that's just the way I that's just the way I see it. Yeah. And like, I guess to kind of expand on your point, like I was going to say, was that, you know, like, <laughs> again, depending on like so because some of the, a lot of these teams, they're fishing bodies of water. They probably don't have any or very little information on very knowledge or experience on. So then again, like you said, for them to be able to uh find enough spots to last again you're they're fishing the same venue well, that, for that wasn't a problem this year i don't know if you've studied it very well but it is obvious home field <laughs> advantage was huge in this one well see, well see, all, so the winners all was six like, anglers all six anglers were from that area or at least fish that area that's right because it wasn't hardwell for some reason i was thinking pickwick but it was hardwell that, that they yes. fished it on so uh but I mean, day one, day one of the actual event, uh, the ABT uh, team was leading the event. Was that a surprise yeah. for you in a way? Or? No, no, man. My boys, Stifler and Gore, you can't count them out of anything. <laughs> you know, they, they had a tournament on Alabama River earlier this year that they, the water, water was up, you know, uh, it was high, flooded. They found an old strip pit kind of off the river that no one knew about. They got in there, weren't sure they can get out, but they got in there and caught them real quick. And had to get out because they were afraid if they sat in there too long, the water would come down. And they couldn't get out. <laughs> yeah. So th- they end up back at the ramp eating pizza. At, uh, you know, I don't know, ten o'clock, nine thirty, yeah. whatever it was in the morning, and and, and win the tournament. But uh, no, those guys are really good. Um, I- I've seen them a lot. You know, this year we've covered them a lot on TV. Um, it just happened to 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 work out that way. So I, I know how those guys operate. But really, yeah. all the ABT guys, man, they're really good. And, and it shows in their performances. I mean, historically in that team championship, the ABT, ABT teams do really well. We had several that did really well in this tournament that just didn't land in those, you know, top top three spots to, you yeah. know, to move on. But they, they certainly scared it. Uh, several teams did. So 
Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, there was a bunch of ABT teams. I think in the top 25, there was like five or six teams, I think, that were in that top, at least on the first day, after the first day, uh, before going to that final day cut. So, uh, surprised I'm not, because again, just from being around you and Chris and, and, and being able to see what I've seen of, and not to say anything bad about any of the other anglers, but from any other organizations like that, but I know that it seems like, uh, that ABT, whether you're fishing the north or the south, uh, it, it can be pretty almost cutthroat in a way. Like you're very competitive, very, very knowledgeable anglers, and you know, so uh, and they d- tend to do even w- with the year that um, Jordan Wiggins making the classic, he did pretty well for a guy that made made it through the qua the to the the teams format. So yeah. Well, you know, one of the advantages we have here is is the different bodies of water that you can fish, you know, within the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so an angler can an angler can spend two, three, four, five years fishing uh, different trails in the state and see so many different uh, fisheries, uh, different types of fisheries, different types of fish that they can re- then take that uh, and go other places and kind of apply what they've learned. Um, and and have success and there's mm-hmm. a lot of really competitive anglers in the state and it and it shows um you know not only local but when these guys travel and make them chat those championships they yeah. they compete compete well well and then i remember a couple of years ago um was it that you know a lot of the guys a lot of the western guys making that migration to alabama you know which i know it seems like uh was it chicken chickamauga has kind of been the new hot spot lately but um yeah still, I, I think uh, i think they're taking advantage of that tennessee doesn't have uh uh you know any any taxes so uh, income taxes so <laughs> but but uh no i mean there's still a bunch of guys that are, are that that when they do make the move that alabama tends to be one of the spots especially if you're uh, if you're, your aspiring goals is to become a professional angler is to uh again besides the central location but just the diverse fisheries the competition um uh, that you guys have in uh alabama to help uh, increase one's game so uh yeah i could i, I definitely see where uh why alabama anglers regardless of where they go they tend to be uh competitive you know regardless of the venue maybe except for Florida for some yeah, reason. Like and, else, I mean, but. those guys add to the competition. I mean, those guys are also fish. They, you'll see them in BFLs. You'll see them yeah. in those two days for sure. They fish a lot of local tournaments. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, they, they get in what they can. Uh, yeah. They can't, they can't fish the Alabama Bass Trail. But they can fish the ABT 100s. Yeah. We see several of them there. So yeah, there's, it's not uncommon to show up at the boat ramp at Smith Lake and, you know, <laughs> the, the the Lee brothers are there, the Wiggins are there, and and there and there's several of the locals that that uh, that can beat those guys, you know, on any weekend. So yeah, yeah, the competition is is strong in this state. There's there there are a lot of anglers that that fish year round. There mm-hmm. are a lot of anglers that put in a lot of time, a lot of effort. They they it's a priority to them. Um, I think I think maybe there's some people in other parts of the country that may not understand. Uh, what I say by priority, mm-hmm. but it's, you, well, you, you know how passionate hunters can be. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of anglers down here that are that, are that way yeah. know, with, with, with fishing and it makes a difference. Um, big time difference. Especially like, I don't like with, with me, obviously right now, most of my water is all, all frozen, hardened up. And I mean, I, I, that's one thing I, I think that, uh, well, that's one thing that's really awesome about uh, Alabama being able, I mean, I, I don't know, how far south you have to go before you have to uh, where frozen lakes aren't too much of an issue but that's not a concern really for the most part with 
uh, unless it's a super cold winter all over the cross the nation uh alabama your lakes are all yeah. pretty much uh opened up and you could fish yeah uh, 365 days a year so yeah yeah, yeah you know it, even you know even even the long cold cold spells we get a you know a week or or so of really cold weather some of the backwater areas the shallow areas can 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 form some ice yeah but it's it's very rare to have a case where you you think you can't go fishing um you, you can go i mean obviously the river with the flow of the current and all that you know stays pretty clean so as long as you can get your 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 boat in the boat ramp you're you're good all right so with that we'll take a quick break and it's, it's been longer than what we thought we were gonna be because which is actually pretty good because i know the, that I, i'm actually the short guy driving the bus so uh but uh we'll come back uh after a short break we'll pull up the trolling motor and go to a new spot Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late day voltage sags. Plus they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid and they're practically maintenance free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Angler's Channel and use our special promo code Angler's Channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back to this segment of the English Channel Insider Podcast brought to you by Strike King Lures and Lose Fishing Rods and Reels. Fishing, uh, what was it? Definitely check out their website, strikinglures.com and lose.com for all your fishing uh, lures and rods and reel needs for the upcoming season. Uh, so we got done talking about the, uh, what was it? The NPFL, the big bass tour and the NPFL, but the other, uh, there were two other big news that kind of came out during our, our hiatus there. And the first one up was the, um, which I, I think I know to you, I think it was maybe somewhat of a surprise or maybe not a surprise, but um, major league fishing announced their, uh, full field for the invitational, 
uh, the invitations for 2023. And I know that when I think believe when we talked about uh, the invitationals uh, prior to uh, our break here, I know you thought that it was going to be a little bit harder for them to get a full 150. I thought maybe like 125, 130, which is still a pretty good sizable field, but not quote unquote a full field. But were you a bit surprised with the announcement of a full 150? Uh, I'm not surprised, especially after I heard how 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 they went about it. Okay. You know, if you if you really look at the qualification, when I said it, I thought it would be really difficult to fill it. It was based on the qualifications that they gave. They weren't supposed to. I think it's top ten in Toyota series. Okay. Uh, I know for a fact they went to at least top fifty in every division. Really, uh, as far as um, you know, giving giving uh, invitations. Um, so yeah, they, it it wasn't. It wasn't an easy task, but obviously the one advantage they have, um, if you look at Major League Fishing as a whole, between the Bass Pro Tour, now the Invitationals, the Toyota Series, and the BFLs, and even their college and high school, they have a lot of anglers that are involved, you know, with their company. When mm-hmm. you figure out all the anglers that fish these tournaments, that, that is a, that's a big pool to try to pull from. Um, but I, I, I knew for fact um, – that there were a lot of guys, and we've talked about this before. A majority of it are guys that that had kind of been fishing FLW for a while. That and this was just kind of the it was the last straw, you know. It it had, when when MLF first took took over over, and they 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 changed it to the Bass Pro Tour um, or Bass Pro Circuit, and um, you know some some guys didn't stick around then, and then now with this change, they mm-hmm. just kept cutting back and cutting back. They took the championship away and all that. So, I knew there were some guys that had been fishing a long time that it would not sit well with them. Um, and it's, I, you know, if you're if you're a younger angler or you're new to, newer to the sport, maybe kind of hard for you to understand because you're thinking, well, you know, they're still they're still paying out a lot of money. And there's a chance for the red crest. You got a chance. Qualify for the Bass Pro Tour. Yes, you're correct in all that. But if you're if you're an angler that's been supporting that that company for for years, several years, and you keep you keep seeing the trend going in a certain direction, you will view it different than than than, than if you're just now starting out looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that makes any sense at all. So I I think so I think some guys that just didn't like the direction and decided to go to go elsewhere. Uh, and several of those guys are fishing the uh, the opens, the all nine mm-hmm. opens. But uh, I knew with that that there would be a lot of a lot of need to replace those anglers, um, and and they were able to do it. But like I said, I, I know I know for sure they went at least down to top fifty uh, on the Toyotas. Okay, I know there's at least a few to a handful of anglers that had no Toyota series experience or maybe only fished one. I know there were some MPFL anglers that got in. Um, so I, I'm guessing there were some anglers that actually called and asked to be in it. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they have any sponsor exemptions or not. That that, that could be a possibility. But uh, um, I, I can tell you this. I know for a fact. And you you know you look at the roster. It was not filled based on their printed criteria of who who the invitations go to. Okay. They had to open it up to a broader field. Now. Kudos to them is that they've, like I said, they've got the pool of anglers to pull from. 
and they're able to fill it. Um, but I, I will say this, if you look at the fine print, I think at the end of that article, uh, it says that, that this, this is the roster for the first event. Um, you know, there, there is a possibility. It'll be interesting to see as it goes on, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see the, the turnover or, or how many guys don't fish the, the complete tournament mm-hmm. schedule and all that. I know there's, there's, there's options for BPT anglers to kind of come in and out, you know, if they want to. So over the course of the year, it will be interesting to see, um, how that shakes out. Um, how many of the original anglers are still with them once they get, you know, middle, middle of the schedule. And mm-hmm. then the end, the end of the schedule. Uh, hopefully, they won't see a lot of drop off, but there is a possibility that could happen. So, um, you know, it's just it's just one of the things that I look for. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said before, I I want anglers to have options. I'm glad I'm glad it's a full field. I'm glad that there are that many guys that are wanting that opportunity. Obviously, they want the opportunity because they're they're paying a lot of money for the opportunity. So it's good to see that they're doing that. It's just, you know, guys that have supported that for a long time, they see the writing on the wall or they see the direction and it's, it's not, and it's really not just the invitationals. It's, it's practically everything. It's even a lot of, you know, local tournament trails. It's, it's, we're kind of in a situation now where the cost of doing business has gone up so much that, um, the percentage of the anglers money being paid back out to the anglers. And in, in, in a lot of cases, is is getting less and less, and that's mm-hmm. that's not a good sign for a tournament angler. Um, I think there's several things that are driving that. Um, one in particular, I feel pretty strong about, but I'm not. What one day I'll have that conversation. Um, <laughs> this this might be the this might be the place to do it, but th- I think there is there is. I'll just tease you with it. I think there is one thing in particular that all of these major organizations are doing that's that's costing them so much money that they're not able to generate enough sponsorships to cover the cost i i I think their their cost of doing business for the same amount of sponsorship dollars has gone up and Mm -hmm. and i think it's i think there's one one major factor in driving that um i'll just i'll just leave it at that okay we'll see how yeah i'm pretty sure if Depending on how things play out in, in, in the different organizations and how much more uh, restructuring happens, um, that, that that Pandora's box might be open a lot sooner than later. But we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> but I mean, it's going to be interesting, you know, I, talking about anger sticking around, you know, the opens are, is another one that I'm I'm really looking forward to see how that roster changes over time. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it's 170, I think it was 179. It's over 170 angers, I know. Yep. For sure that, you know, the first event, you know, they're, they're planning on fishing all nine, but, you know, guys struggle for several events, get halfway through it and they maybe have not gotten a check or whatever. Um, it, it may be hard to, to finish out, you know, that nine event season. You know, how yeah. many of these guys are, are, are gambling on, on, you know, hey, you've entered, you, you've entered the invitationals with the plan to fish all of them, but it could be a gamble. You may be thinking in your mind, I know I can get to the first four. Yeah. So the only way I can make number five is if I make enough money in the first four to get me to five. And then you're, then you're hoping to get to number six. You know, it's kind of one of those scenarios. And that's, look, that's not unusual. That's been going on for years. There, there have been Bassmaster Classic winners that have stated that, you know, I, I almost had to quit. I almost, I almost 
didn't get here. Um, yeah. You know, I think Chris Lane, that was one of his stories. He was, he was at kind of the end of his road. He had to either do it or not. And he did it. Yeah. It completely, completely changed things. So that's not anything different than what's been going on for years. Um, but I'm just curious to see, you know, those rosters as we go through the season. That's kind of one of the things I'm looking for in the mm-hmm. opens, the invitationals, those kind of things. I'm curious how many guys are actually able to, to stick with it long term. You did bring up like what was it? Uh, and, and it was something that was mentioned uh, when they announced the invitational. Uh, the, I guess you know the revamp of the pro circuit to the invitationals, but was that you know Bass Pro Tour guys fishing? And um, we talked earlier about with MPFL having a, a proposed cap of one thirty, but again they're proposing one hundred fifty guys. And and one thing that is known is was that uh, BPT guys can cherry pick which events they want to fish. So is that 150 cap? So that, assuming that all these anglers that registered and that were part of this announcement stick through all six events or, or whatever event that is that if a BPT guy does want to fish, what happens? Uh, do they increase the field size or it's, Hey, you know what? Sorry, we're, we're at capacity and you got to just, you know, hope that someone drops out. You know, I wonder if that's something that they're going to do. I would hope that the only way they could cherry pick is if there's actually a spot open. Okay. That, they, that that when they say that their limit is 150, that's that's truly their limit, and that's what yeah. they stick with. Um, you know, if there were BPT guys that wanted to fish them, they sh- they really should enter up front uh, and try to be one of the mm-hmm. one of the 150, and then then they've got their slide. And there's several of them that are. I mean, there's yeah. several of them that, that are that are in that field. So, um, I would I would hope that the only way guys could cherry pick down the road would be if they need a few more anglers to to to, to fill the 150 angler field. Going back to you, and, you, you, and, and, it, and in saying that, I mean, you know, they get three quarters way through the season. They may need to fill 10, 20, 25, 30 slots. Yeah. You know, are they, are they going to attempt to do that? Um, or will they just, will the number just, just dwindle down? Yeah. Um, there again, we, we don't know. We'll just have to kind of wait and see, but that's some of the things that I'm looking for. I, I, I kind of look, I look at trends. I look at, you know, why anglers fish certain things. I look at, I look at entry fees based on payouts. There's a lot of things that I look at on all these tournament trails every year. And it's just, it's just something that I'm curious about. And I'm just, you know, I keep, I keep track of guys that are trying to make it. I keep track of the young guys that, you know, and, and even the, the couple of Toyota series events that I fish, I look around, I see some of these guys. I can, I can look at a guy, Mm -hmm. you know, we're sitting in weigh in line or, 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 or we're waiting to take off and all that. I see some of the work that some of these guys do and 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 the, the amount of terms they fish. I can almost point to guys and tell you who who has a chance, mm-hmm. a, a you know, a true legitimate chance. And th- they're out there. There are some guys, there there are guys at that Toyota level. There'll be guys at the opens level. There'll be guys fishing in PFL. There'll be guys in the invitationals that have what it takes to be a very successful anchor. Mm-hmm. The key is how long will it take them to, to, to really have the right opportunity, mm-hmm. to, you know, to show that? And can they stick around long enough to, to give them that opportunity? What is it? I know that, um, what was it? We were talking about, uh, guys, oh, the, the field sticking throughout the whole entire season. I guess one thing I want to see what you thought about was like, you know, uh, again, uh, each winner of an invitational event gets a, a spot in the red, the upcoming, the fiat, because the red crest is early. So would be the following years. Uh, so this would be for 2024's red crest. But is that enough, especially for guys that aren't 
in contention to possibly qualify because it's. I believe it's gonna. I, I can't remember if it's the top ten guys. Uh, if they kept the same format, ten, top ten guys in the Angler of the Year format for the Invitational get invited to the Bass Pro Tour. But at, at that point, if you're kind of out of it, do you still fish it with the with the consolation prize? Not to downplay the Red Crest, but again, my assumption is most of these guys are fishing the Invitationals. Like how Opus Anglers, the other guys fishing the EQ, are trying to make it to the elites. Everyone fishing the Invitationals, their primary goal is to qualify for the Bass Pro Tour. So if they are out, you know, uh, not within uh, realistic shot of being in that top ten, is the Red Crest enough of a carrot to dangle and uh, and finish out the season with? If you're after four seasons, say, you know what, I'm in a hundredth point and uh, hundredth hundredth spot in points i'm not there's no way i'm gonna make the top 10 from this spot um is red crest enough of a like i said a, a carrot for that or, or even for the basketball tour anglers for guys that um if the field does dwindle down and guys that in the basketball tour um uh, again they're uh, they're they're not gonna win angle of the year and they're probably gonna be outside uh red crest cut, cut. do they is that enough of a, of a of a carrot to dangle for those guys that are like out of you know out of contention um. Y- yes, uh, I I think for some BBT guys it would be an advantage there again. But I, it get, kind of goes back to what I said about the elite series guys fishing the opens. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a Bass Pro Tour guy, you can't you can't fish a lower tier or or, or drop down into something else to to a point where it's going to negatively affect you in your Bass Pro Tour, that that has to be your primary focus. That's that's where you have the ability to make the most money. Um, your, you know, potential for for a lot of airtime. Um, yeah. Your focus really needs to be on BPT. If you can do that and keep your focus and fish other events, then do that. But if, but if it's going to take away from your potential of BPT, then my suggestion would be not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, it could be if there's open slots as the season goes on, it could be a little more enticement for some of these guys to cherry pick, as you you know, like you said before, some of these mm-hmm. events, and it does give them a chance to to maybe qualify for the for you know the Red Crest. Uh, but the other thing is, if even if even if they're in contention to qualify for Red Crest in their Bass Pro Tour standings, mm-hmm. if they make it. Um, if they make it through um, the invitationals, I'm assuming that would potentially open up an extra slot in the Bass Pro Tour. You may have a guy that you travel with or a buddy that fishes Bass Pro Tour with you, and you might could help them, you know, make it. Um, you know, if they're kind of borderline or, or you know, the, the next guy out, uh, you go win an invitational, you may help your buddy, you know, make the Red Crest. You know, it's... You kind of you don't know that till you get kind of get to the end, but you know there's there's a possibility of that. It's interesting you brought that up because th- that's never been an option for Red Crest. Right? I think Red Crest is strictly just Bass Pro right. Tour anglers in the past. It's never been so. Yeah, that is an interesting point that you bring that up because again, well, I I think they had to offer Red Crest slots uh, for the Invitationals because they did away with the championship. Sure. Uh, I think they were hoping that that may be enough of a carrot carrot dangling out there, you know, to to entice guys to do it mm-hmm. um and, and you know red crest is is still is still i guess you could say in its infancy we still really don't know what the potential is there or where it's mm-hmm. headed um they've pulled it off uh so you know it it was in a convention center there were you know there were a lot of manufacturers there it was 
It was a big weekend. If if they can continue to do that, the Red Crest may grow into something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, obviously bigger, bigger, potentially bigger than what it is, and that's what their hope is to keep driving that. Um, so you, you can't, and they look, they give away a lot of money there. Yep, it's at what three hundred thousand dollars for first place. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. so you can't you can't sneeze at that. I mean, that's there. There are a handful of tournaments every year that I call difference makers. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're an angler trying to trying to survive or make a career out of this, the Red Crest, if you win it, the Classic, obviously, if you win mm-hmm. it, the Toyota Championship, if you win it, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. The uh, the All American, although it's not probably not as dramatic as it used to be, is still that's still a big payout, and there's. And you also can go to the Toyota Championship from the All American. So there's kind of bonuses in that All American to kind of help you even increase on the potential that it has. So mm-hmm. those tournaments are to me are, are are the difference makers. Those are those can help drive guys for you know, either keep pursuing it for a few years or get them to the next level or you know, those chunk payouts like that can really be a difference maker to a lot of these anglers. So you, you really, if you have a chance to make them, you need to do everything you can to try to make them. Now, looking at this roster, um, you know, there's a, obviously a, a bunch of uh, former pro circuit guys like Ty Ow, uh, Gray Buck, uh, Alex Davis, but any other names on that list that stood out to you or were maybe surprised uh, that you saw on that list? Um, you know, I'm kind of having the, we've had this for a while and I'm, I've kind of, you know, we kind of went over, discussed it and then I've just kind of forgotten about it for a while. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I had art. I mean, I had, had heard through, you know, along the way, some of the guys that weren't going to fish it, I, I'd kind of, and I, and I kind of quickly picked up on the theme there. That's kind of where mm-hmm. I got, that's where, and it made, it, and it makes perfect sense to me. It's the guys that have been fishing for a while or fished FLW tour for a while. They've seen it. You know, change drastically from what they from what they once to fish. Uh, it it just makes it mentally it makes it hard for those guys to stick around. I I, I get it, I understand it. You know, mm-hmm. several of those guys are going to the opens, trying a different avenue, trying something new. Um, that's just the way that's just the way the fishing industry is. And mm-hmm. and 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 there again, I'll I'll keep saying this because it's it's more. It means more now than it ever has in the past. And mm-hmm. if you, if if you're an angler wanting to be professional, you cannot put your career in the organization's hands. You need to put your career in your own hands. Mm-hmm. So you you need to be doing things where you can generate income that that's not necessarily from the organization. So then you have options. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll throw Brian Latimer out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, B Light's done a really good job. Uh, he's got a, a really good social media following. His his uh, YouTube, YouTube stuff is yep. is incredible. He's done a really good job of getting himself out there and creating his own brand. Um, and and he could fish anything. His success is not dependent on having to fish a certain tournament trail. Mm-hmm. So it gives him gives him options. And obviously, right now, you know, he's in the invitationals. Um, and that's where he feels is best for him. But, it, you know, he's a guy that next year it could be something completely different. Uh, sure. he'll, he will evaluate it from year to year. And that's what all these guys should be trying to put themselves in a position to do is mm-hmm. is not rely on these organizations for their career. It, it's yeah. they, they have to they have to build their own brand 
and use their tournaments, the tournaments as a way to help build their brand. So it's not about the organization. It's still about you, the angler. Mm-hmm. For me, I was, I noticed was it the John Cox, he's fishing both the elites and the invitationals. Um, two names, I guess, uh, guys that, uh, didn't qualify for the Bass Pro Tour, Paul Elias and Shaw Grigsby. Roommates, those guys are fishing the invitation. Those are other names that stood out to me. Brett Height, I noticed, unless I noted it wrong, uh, was a bit of a shocker. Not saying the, a complete shocker, but only because I don't think he fished a pro circuit before. Um, but then you've got uh, Randy Howell and Chris Lane fishing it, which I know Chris has fished a pro circuit before, but I understand why those two guys are fishing it because their sons are fishing the Invitationals. Yeah. Uh, one guy that was not, I think it's a complete shocker was Nick LeBrun because uh, he qualified for the uh, for the for the uh, Bass Pro Tour, barely missed out on qualifying for the elites. Uh, but he's double dutying with that. And then, um, Mike McClellan's on that list too. So, again, another ex BPT guy or guy who didn't qualify for the best Pro Tour, uh, who wasn't you, know, you, you, you mentioned you mentioned Nick LeBrun, and that that's a perfect example of a guy trying to to give himself as many options as possible, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he he was very close to having every option available. Yeah, it would have been it would have been cool to see what his decision might would have been, uh, you know, if he had all those options. Yeah, but but as an angler, that that's that's what you need. You need all those options, and then and then you can pick and choose what's best for you and your brand and your business. Yeah, based on on you, uh, your family situation, uh, your your sponsor situation. Your sponsors may have a certain direction they prefer you to go, but at least. If you've given yourself all those options, it also means you're, you've been a very successful angler. Yeah, um, he had a really good year. So um, that that's kind of that's kind of what I mean. You you really need to go into this. It, it's this is an individual sport, and yep. your your brand is you, and you you have to create that brand, build that brand, and, and not do not count on any of the organizations, not any of them, not not. Not Bassmaster, no one. If you yeah. if you're an elite series elite series angler, don't just rely on the fact that you're an elite series angler. You need to be building your brand because yeah. you you don't ever know what's going to happen down the road. We, yeah. We've seen major changes. We'll continue to see more changes changes as, as time goes on. Yeah, whatever level you're at, you better create your own brand. Give yourself options going forward. Yeah, with Nick LeBrun too, I could definitely see since especially since that elite qualification didn't pan out through the opens there it made a lot of sense for him to if he was looking to have an expanded uh schedule for 2023 which obviously for 2022 he did because he fished the pro circuit and the opens uh but then this year because again obviously like with the opens and the elite series uh the bass pro tour and the uh invitations that schedule would never clash they'll never have they'll never two uh, two events on the same weekend so uh yeah there might be some back-to-back stuff but at least um logistically he won't have to pick and choose well i i you know i I gotta pick one uh for lack of a better term circuit or whatever uh you know series that i'm playing to fish so at least that made sense for him uh for him to commit to that since like i said the elite series route didn't pan out for him so yeah he would have in order to try to to continue that down that bassmaster road he would have to fish all nine opens yeah and yeah, the entry fees are a lot less on the opens, but your your opportunity to make money is a lot less too. So, yep. uh, you know, I'm sure, uh, and he, and he's had some success. So yep. he's able to there again. That that's the other benefit of having this success is paying a little extra in entry fees is not that big of a deal. You're you're investing there again. You're investing into your brand, your business. 
Yeah. So Nick LeBrun's business is fishing enough tournaments to have opportunities to generate income. So it's not that big of a deal to him at this point. Um, although they would prefer not to have to pay the entry, entry fees or increased entry fees, he's able to justify paying the entry fees to fish both Brass yep. Pro Tour and the Invitationals, and that that's setting him up. It gives him more options or more opportunities to generate more income. Yep. Yeah, like you said, we'll see how things play out, especially as as the, as the season wears on. How, how many of that 150 will be there at the end and? Uh, if it doesn't stay full, uh, how many basketball tour guys navigate over? But um, again, since we talked about uh, with the conversation with the invitational uh, roster, the other big uh, roster announcement was the Bassmaster Opens EQ or Elites Qualifier list. So this is the list of guys that have said, you know what, I am devoting and committing myself to fishing all nine events in order to make a, a qualification shot at the Elites. And I believe it was 179. I know that there was a rumor, I think, uh, of 175. I believe as of the official press release, it was 179 total that signed up for uh, all nine. And again, that's not including any of the other opens, uh, any other other spots open for each individual event. But well, you uh, know, capacity is 225, so that doesn't leave yeah, any spots. No, <laughs> at, at least starting out. Obviously, that could change as time goes on, but starting out. That that will be the case. So I, and we, you know we we discussed this um, you know beforehand what mm-hmm. we thought it would be. And I you know, did I you think one seventy five? Did well, you think one seventy five was going to commit well, to? Well, I've, I think we, I don't know if we did this on air. If we just did this amongst the you know the three of us at one mm-hmm. time, I was saying one fifty, and I was when I said one fifty, I wasn't completely sure they would get quite to one fifty. So you were being so, a bit optimistic with that one fifty was a bit on the optimistic side at that at that time of. Uh, of the of your comment there, okay. Was when I saw one seventy nine, I was a little bit shocked. Yeah, um, a little bit shocked. But there again, I don't know that all one hundred seventy nine know that they can make it through all nine events. Sure, there's got to be a handful of these anglers that, and I say anglers because it's it's women and men. Um, yeah. uh, but I, I'm not sure that all of them know right now for fact that they can get through the all nine event that some of these anglers are going to have to make some money along the way yep. in, or, in order to get through them. So there, there again, and it's, it's all of them. It's kind of something that I do. I do anyway. I'm curious. I'm just, I'm curious to see how, how many guys can get through a complete season, how many of them shortchange the season, mm-hmm. um, you know, how they drop off. It's, you know, the, the travel expenses. I was curious, you know, last year when, when, you know, gas started shooting up and all that, what was it going to do with the, with the events? Yeah. I kind of monitor and see what it is. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm just curious in that way. And it's, I've done it for so long now. It's, just, it's, it's just kind of what I do. I, I've been, I've been following this for a long time. There, there was a time it's well, it's a lot of years ago now that I thought, you know, I, I could travel the country and fish. Uh, obviously, I, I didn't. I hadn't. But um, it's something that I've followed closely for a long time. And you, you just you see trends or things that happen. And you just sometimes I just shake my head and think, well, it's not it's not anything new. It's been mm-hmm. done. It's been attempted before. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's why I've, I've said before, you know, that some of these, some of the, the newer things that, that some people try to promote is, 
it's not new. It's regurgitated. It's been tried yep. before, and 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 unfortunately, most of the time it fails. And yeah. and I mean this. This is I've said this before. You know, the, the sport, the sport is great the way it is. We, we, if if you think you have to generate something completely different or or drum up drama or whatever it is. That's not what the sport needs. It's not how the sport is going to continue to survive. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about growing the sport. At this point, in some in some ways, people need to start really considering how is it going to survive. Yeah. Um, because there's there's a lot that's going on. Um, you know, the 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 expense of tournament fishing has it's at an all time high. Yeah. It's it's much higher than it's ever been. Um, I'm just I'm just curious long term what that's going to do. We, we we see a lot of young anglers that are that are interested. Uh, we obviously we see it at the high school level. We see it at the college level. But you know, it, is it really realistic for for these for these younger anglers to 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 get there? And it's always look. It's always been a hard road. And and. What we've seen over the last few years, uh, we've actually seen more young anglers have more success. So, yeah. So m- m- maybe there is, maybe maybe that maybe maybe some of my concerns uh, aren't warranted. But um, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I don't, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it all pans out as as time goes on. I, obviously, yeah. obviously, we need the economy to get better. That would certainly help. I mean, it's yeah. not just it's not just fishing. I mean, there there's a lot of things going on with you know that affects everybody. Uh, yeah. That you know the gas prices luckily have come down some from what they were. Um, but they know, normally come down this year. I mean, at this time of year. I'm not sure about down south, but I know with up, up here the 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 winter prices are definitely a bit more affordable compared to the summer, but. Um. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens come spring when people really want to really, really want to get out, and, and you know whether it's fishing or other recreational stuff. Because then you know that that'll dictate probably dictate how. Which I don't know for you if you noticed that was a big dip in lack of fishing due to the higher gas prices. I mean, I know it's not just the truck that's pulling it, but those those big uh, boats don't get great gas mileage anyway. So. Uh, I don't know if that's something you noticed at all either, but you know, you know, there were still a lot of a lot of guys fishing down here, but but there, it wasn't as much as it what it had been. Okay, you know, you know, we talked about we talk about all the time, you know, the COVID and how so many people you weren't able to go to go to work and they spend time outdoors and yep. and that really put a lot of people on the lake um, all through the week, uh, which was a little unusual, but uh, I I I can say. Well, I I started to say, you know, I know for a fact Gunnersville got less pressure okay. uh, in the in the summertime. Once it got hot, the lake got a little bit less pressure. But you know, I'm right here at Wheeler Lake. Wheeler Lake's fishing really well, fishing as good as it has in many many years, and the the pressure's actually up on Wheeler Lake. So mm. it could it could be that the sh- that those anglers are kind of shifting around a little bit. Sure, it's, it's still maybe the same amount of anglers fishing. They're just not all on Gunnersville now like they were. Uh, they get to kind of get spread out some. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, we, I mean, I know it affected a lot of guy, a lot of a lot of anglers because okay. uh, you know it wasn't just gas. It was you know their their grocery bill was going up. Oh yeah, um, 
it's you go to a fast food restaurant and what you used to could eat on eight dollars is twelve dollars now. I mean, it's yep. it's it's everything. Everything has gone up. Um, yeah. So that you know that that hurts that hurts you as a family. Um, yeah. And you know, for most people, that you know, family's going to come first. So it's it's obviously going to going to take away from from fishing, but uh, there, but. There's still a lot of anglers fishing, a lot of tournaments going on around, you yep. know, that, that that have a lot of anglers fishing them. So I have not seen anything yet that's been drastic. Uh, okay. and, and there have been times in the past where I've seen things, you know, make a drastic difference. But yeah. uh, it's just it'll be curious to see how things go, you know, as time goes on. See here. So looking at the roster again, 179 guys, uh, sorry, anglers signed up for, uh, at least as of, uh, the, as of recording here to sign up to fish the opens EQ, uh, Alabama had 19 anglers sign up. Uh, again, my numbers could be wrong. Maybe I counted it correctly, but Florida had 15. Tennessee had 14 because I'm just giving the, the, the states that had the most entries, but, uh, on that list of guys that I noted, uh, Jason Lambert, XBPT guy, that's where I guess where he ended up is uh, he's probably trying to go the elite series route. Uh, no more be no more uh, major league fishing, but Jason Lambert, Jimmy Washington, 2021. You know, J- Jimmy, Jimmy was a surprise to me. I, I, I think I mentioned it to you and Chris at some time in a text, but you know, J- Jimmy's a guy who, um, who's had, some success, really good success the last couple of years, Toyota series, um, pro circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he decided to go, uh, turn professional what, two years ago, um, uh, kind of, kind of there again, taking advantage of he'd won a lot of money, get some really good tournaments, trying to mm-hmm. take advantage of it. I just kind of, you know, equated him as an MLF guy. I, I figured yep. that's, that's where his success had come. That's kind of where he got his start. Um, I, I was a little shocked. To see him go the route of Bassmaster Opens, but there again, there again, it it comes down to an angler making a decision what's best for him. Uh, it, yeah, it, it could be family situation, it could be sponsor obligations, it could be who knows what it is. But it's good to know that he he had an op- he had the option to do what he wanted to do, yeah. uh, and he and he made a decision. That's that's what I'm going to come down to all the time is. Uh, if an angler wants to do something, I want them to have the option to do it. Uh, you know, if they have that the ability to do it. So Jim Jim is a really good fisherman. Um, you know, obviously he he's had some success and, and he will continue that. I, I I think I think he'll do really well on the open circuit. Um so it'd be interesting to see how the season pans out for him. But uh yeah, Jim Jimmy's a really, really good guy, a good, really good fisherman. So uh, like I said, I was just I was just shocked. I just kind of and and that's I mean that's that's on me. I shouldn't do it, but I was <laughs> I was I was a little surprised. Any other names that uh, on there besides you know Jimmy Washington that surprised you or because then we know Ish Ish uh, was kind of a more not obvious one. But I think that was was that one that was already kind of known before the official announcement that he was going to go that route. But any other names on there that you saw that you were like, okay, I wasn't really expecting that one. Um, yeah, I, I've kind of gotten some impressions that Ish was a little frustrated with some of the things that Bass Pro Tour had done over the years anyway. And so that one didn't really yeah. surprise me. You know, maybe a John Canada. John Canada, um, yeah. um, has, has had some pretty good success. He's just kind of, he's just kind of slowly building his career. Um, you know, and, and was really kind of getting a pretty good footing, um, 
you know, with with the uh, with the pro circuit, and and maybe he's one of those guys that you know. There again, he he's seen the direction and doesn't like the direction. So you know, I I, I don't I hadn't talked to John, so I, I really have no idea what's going through his mind. But that may have been a little bit, little bit of a surprise. Um, I don't you know I don't know anyone else. You know, I Mike Sermon. I know Mike Sermon mm-hmm. uh, pretty well. Mike was probably one of maybe only two, maybe three at the most anglers that have fished every single FLW tour uh, and had fished even even when it transitioned. He's fished every single one of them since day one. He won the very first one on Okeechobee. Um, I, I knew he was frustrated. I, I'd seen some posts from him and, and kind of talked to him a little bit um, through Messenger. but uh, and, he, and he struggled with the decision. Um, it's not it's not an easy decision um because there's there's pros and cons to both sides of it really mm-hmm. so it's not an it wasn't an easy i guarantee you it wasn't an easy decision by any of these guys yeah um uh, you know what to do but you know my mike mike chose to fish um the, you know the opens and um i wasn't really surprised um you know there again this like i said it's the the guys that have that's been around a long time and have seen the ebb and flow and the changes and all that you just when you when you've had when you've had something a certain way and you just see it keep getting in your you know you from your viewpoint you know a lesser a lesser thing a lesser thing and every couple of years it, it's it's lessened and lessened yeah it's, at some point you just you get frustrated with it you get you just get to where you know you're, you're looking for something better another opportunity whether whether it's better or another opportunity who knows but it's 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 going to affect you that way, and you're going to try to find something or spend your time, spend your money doing something that that you think is 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 a better direction. So, I, but but you can take these young guys, some of these young guys who have not fished FLW or uh, pro circuit at all. And they you know they maybe they started in high school, they fished college, they fished Toyota Series the last couple of years. They're they're trying to build their career, moving up, and now all of a sudden they have an opportunity to hit the invitationals. You know, to them, it's, it, 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 it's going to seem great. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's viewpoint. It's, you know, your own personal situation of your viewpoint, how you view things. So what 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 is viewed by one guy as not an opportunity can be viewed as a great opportunity by someone else. So yeah. that's what's happened. I mean, guys, guys fell out of the invitationals. They filled them with someone else. So um, that's just the way it works. As long as as long as there's enough anglers around to fill in the gaps. You know, that's yeah. what's going to keep happening, but it's also going to, it gives them no incentive to make it a better opportunity for the tournament angler either. And just to, just to be honest with you, if yeah. the fact that they've cut back some stuff and they're still able to field 150 uh, anglers for the tournament trail. Yeah. You know, kudos to them. It's a business decision. They, they'll, uh, they'll make more money off of it this year than they did last year. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, it's in business. Sometimes you cut, you cut, you know, you keep cutting until you figure out what you did wrong. Yeah. You know, you look at the BFLs. So was it three years ago? Increased, increased the interest fees by quite a bit there. I mean, oh, yeah, there was a big drop off. Oh, it dropped like, like a boulder, um, yeah. big time. And they reversed it the next year and they, you know, they, they built back up, but there's always a fine line of, of going too far with it. And, Obviously, they hadn't gone too far yet. The invitationals, yeah. it's, it'll be it'll be curious to see how it goes. You know, keeps keeps going long term. But yeah. um, 
I, I will I will say this, and you, you look at you look at these organizations that have what you would consider more a regional or national presence. And I, I really think that they're they're opening the door to some of these statewide run tournament trails. I mean, we mm-hmm. see it here in Alabama. I know it's been happening in Texas. Uh you know, they're trying it in Georgia. Yep. There's a few in Arkansas. There's some in the Carolinas. Um they're trying it in Tennessee now. I mean, there, there, there are opportunities for some of these more local or state-run tournament trails to have a lot more success. And I'll be honest with you, I talked to an elite series angler a few months ago, and he point blank told me, I made more money fishing, <laughs> fishing in my own state before I made the elite series. Yeah. So you 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 got to you kind of have to you, you know you think about that and you scratch your head but but you know by the time you consider the expense of traveling all over the country and your entry fees and all yep. that there's there's a lot of guys that can be successful without all that extra travel yeah because what especially when you're at that top level entry fees can probably cost you just as much as your annual income and and in terms of a regular day job it depending and that's again that's not even factoring in other usual expenses, whether it's travel or maintenance and other stuff I, like that as well. I've, so. I've consistently heard the number eighty to ninety thousand dollars just to fish elite series, and that, that's including most the majority of the, the that's expenses. entry fee and travel. That's yeah. entry fee and travel. So, yeah. so that that's that's money going out of your pocket. Yeah. So so you know, so you have to generate enough to cover that. And then you have to generate enough to cover your family. Yeah. So, you know, what what is what is your annual income? What does your annual income need to be in order to support your family? Yeah. So a- add that on top of, of your your traveling expenses. Let's say it's 80. Add that on top of the 80. That's what you're going to have to make that year in order to survive. Yeah. You're not just trying to cover the 80000 that you paid out because <laughs> you, you got to eat. Your There's a word. You got you got bills to pay. You got insurance and house and everything else. Um, it, yeah. Uh, so yeah. And in, and in, in, in the end of the year, you look at the standings and guys. You know they've earned thirty thousand dollars and forty thousand. But that that's just that's two thousand winnings. That's winnings, yes. right? So that's how yeah. <laughs> so 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 they've lost a lot of money. Yeah. And then was it? There's a key word that I like to use there, which was the word "survive." And it wasn't like like live. It's so when you hear the word "survive," it's like yours. You know, yes, not not a painted too negatively, but realistically, you're you're just barely getting by, if it even you know. Uh, right. Again, barring we don't know, everyone's got their own unique situation, even outside the family stuff, you know. So, yes. uh, you know, that there's a reason why. What was it? Uh, guys that do it for two, three years. And it's just like, you know, or even guys that go, who was it this year that um, there was a pro circuit guy that was a pro circuit guy or is a BPT guy that I'm not, I, I don't know the situation, uh, but no, I could definitely, it, it was, it was a pro. Uh, no, he actually did. He did fish him some BPT pro, events. Yeah. I forgot. Yes. I, I know the name. I, I don't know. I'm blanking out, but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that a lot of the final, like the, not the just financial, but the stress that comes along with, the financial, the the because you, know, you know, again, not having money, like you said, if you've got a family, that 
maybe if it's just you and a wife and your spouse, it's not too too bad. But then when you start adding kids, that's I don't know for me. If my kids start coming to it, it weighs a lot more than if it was just me or my wife. So uh, I can't imagine just you know again all, the amount of stress and all that stuff that add time away from family and all that stuff that you can't uh, put a dollar amount next to. That eventually you just gotta say I, I gotta you know I gotta you know save what I can sanity wise and yeah. so well you know if you if you really look over the history you you look at the guys that have fished you know at the top tier level you look at guys that, that's fished you know the Bass Master Elite Series over the years um, you know some some of the FLW stuff you see guys that that, that do it for five to six eight ten years yeah and then all all of a sudden it's like they disappear yeah. And they they either they either don't make it and, and you know and can't survive money wise and you know or or build up a whole bunch of debt and they ha- then they can't fish anymore at all. They don't even fish local. Yeah, I mean they literally they literally just disappear. You never hear from them again. Yep. And I th- I th- that's what that level does to a lot of these guys. Yeah. It's, you don't just dabble in it and all of a sudden yeah you know I didn't succeed I'll go do something. I mean, it it literally takes guys completely out of fishing. Yeah, and, and and it can be it can be because of money. It can be because they get burnt out. It's the you know the pressure, the mental side of it. I mean, it's. But but you know that's that's what makes that's what makes the guys that are successful. That's what makes that so special, to to, to know how hard it is, and the potential of 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 not ever getting there. Um, that that those those few guys, and if you really think about it, it, it's man, it's not a lot of guys that you can say, man, just really just you know had a really good career financial wise mm-hmm. and all that. It's it's a, it's a fairly small list, um, but but I, it makes it that much more special that those guys are able to to pull that off just because of how hard it really is. I know I've, I've heard some uh, some professional anglers say that you know if you're in it just to you know, to fish professionally just to make a living off your winnings. And that's a really bad idea. So like, I know obviously we've seen guys um, more, if, if, if not successful when it comes to winning at the top of it, but at least being successful where they're in, you know, they, they do well, they, they finish pretty well in most of the tournaments they fish where they, not saying they're chasing sponsors, but they, get new sponsors that, you know, pay more money. Do you find that, that that's, you know, cause I know you mentioned earlier, finding other ways to support yourself financially, whether it's still again through social media, the, you know, YouTube or what other, uh, some other event, uh, some other business venture, but for, even for guys that, you know, Hey, you know what? I've been with sponsor a for years, but you know, again, maybe sponsor a, cause like, you know, like you mentioned, there's so many different angles. We all fight for the same pieces of the pie that pie from the sponsors don't really doesn't really grow much bigger and so you know if there's three more people eating at the same pie that means me and you are both going to get less amount of that pie so for guys that are able to find a better deal do you find that you know tarnishes their image or do you look down on those guys that hey you know what yeah you know i I might like make fifty thousand dollars a year off my tournament winnings i still gotta you know support my family do you find that that for those guys that take advantage of those uh sponsorship deals uh that that is a bad thing on them reputation wise or image wise or what do you think well you know 
the biggest the biggest part of that that we don't really know we don't mm-hmm. we don't know what any of these guys make off sponsorship. No, nope, so, we don't. And, and I, I'm a I just I'll, I'll be honest with you I'm a bit jaded. Okay. Sure. Uh, w- when I hear someone say they have a sponsor, I I just I'm I'm going to assume it's really not that much anyway. Yeah. That's that's going to be my initial impression. Uh, unless you're a really superstar, it's probably not that that big of a deal. Um, you know, I, I think the organization is falling. Fall in that same kind of category. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you, yep. you look at you you look at the list of companies that. Well, let's say MLF. Okay, you look at you can go to the website and see it. There's, I mean, there's a big long list of the companies that are sponsors, mm-hmm. right? Okay, but but really, what what are I mean, what are they? I mean, how much are they? Are they? You know, they're not millions of dollars. No, you know, and and, and at some point, do you get desperate enough? You're just willing to take anything. Right. Yep. You, you've got this project that you need this other project you need money for. You know, you're willing to take whatever whatever you can get. So yep. but we don't know. I mean, none of that stuff's published, not for the organizations, no. not for the anglers. We we have no idea. We could, you know, speculate and guess is about all we can do. But, you know, the biggest the biggest trend or thing that we have now, sponsors used to be, I think, a much bigger deal than they are now. But I think Angler could turn them into a bigger deal than they can now. Sure. But really, it's it's right now, man. It's all about social media and YouTube and things like that. You you, you have to. But 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 here's here's the reason for it is that's a, that is an opportunity to generate money by doing your own work. Okay, so you can get paid by your own work, and then you can then use that following that you have and go try to partner with, you know, certain companies uh, in order to take a bigger advantage of having that following. Mm-hmm. But it's the following has to come first and it has to be about you and building your brand. And then you can be a lot more choosy about who your partners are. And you hopefully you won't get in a situation then where you're having to make frequent changes because frequent changes <laughs> you only have you only have so many options. You only have so many yeah. changes, and then your changes start going. Your your options go away. So yeah, you do have to kind of be careful on who you partner with and how you handle that. Yeah, um, it, it has to be all about a relationship with people. Yeah, it can always be about a dollar amount. It, it, those guys have to go into those with uh, with a relationship with people. Um. Those people may not always be there at that same company, but they will they will be somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, your next best deal may be when they leave that company and go to somewhere else. And because yeah. you've had that relationship, they're able to give, give you a better deal in order to get you to follow them to that to that other company. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it has to be relationship. It has to be these anglers really need to build their own brand. Don't don't rely on. Don't rely on a manufacturer. Don't rely on an organization for your future. Don't rely on them doing the publicity for you. You do your own publicity. You push you, create your own following, create your own brand, and then the rest of it will become easier to to, to handle at that point. Yeah, the reason just, why I asked you. That's the landscape we're in. It, that's I don't see that changing. Uh, yeah. Maybe not ever. What 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 we used to have is gone. Yeah, those days are gone. They'll never come back. the the way The way companies view anglers, the way they 
and in some ways it's good. There's there. I think back in the day, it was always hard for anglers to approach a business uh, mm-hmm. to try to get sponsorship money from them because how do you how do you justify what you do and what you can bring to that business? Now there kind of is something. Um, oh, the numbers can be a bit skewed, but there is something, uh, yeah. and there and and there again, the the one thing that is still a constant is you have to be if you can be different, mm-hmm. if you can separate yourself from your other competitors. Okay, because so, if it's ten anglers going to the same company looking for the same sponsorship, if there's one angler that's that can be different than the other nine, then you, you have a better chance of making an impression on that on that person and, and and getting getting the opportunity where the others may not. Yeah, like I know you mentioned, like because I know that what was it? Even like ten years ago, it's different. The la- the landscape on the sponsorship side is different because there's so many acquisitions that have happened. So I guess for depending yeah. on the angler, depending on the angler, uh, instead of having to have 10 different contacts, you know, you could probably go to almost depending who you want to go with to a pure fishing to a rather outdoors or whatever. And, and would be almost a one-stop shop if you're able to appeal to all of them. Like, Hey, I need, uh, what was it? You know, go to, you know, like, like I said, rather you could probably get your hard baits, light, your soft baits, rod reels and fishing line in one stop instead of have to go. So, but then again, like you said, you've got to, have a pretty good package to sell to them as well. So, uh, and you, and you better keep that relationship because that, yeah. that's all of your eggs in one basket. Yeah. So yeah. You, you better keep that basket, uh, you know, stitched together very well. But I don't know that, that the reason I asked you that was because I know that within a few weeks or maybe in a month, about a month or so, we'll probably start hearing a lot. Of some of these, some, well, not a lot, but some of these changes that some of these guys have, um, have made, you know, whether it's forced or they take advantage of other things that come their way, but I know that's going to be happening too. And so that will, uh, that's probably something that also influenced what some of these guys decided to commit to the, uh, the elite, the opens or elite qualifier system as well. Cause I know sometimes some of the, some sponsors lean one way versus another. So, yeah. And you, you know, as, as fans, we can, we can kind of get, we can get on these guys sometimes when they make a change, but man, you, be a little. I, I will say this: be a little careful in doing that. You get yep. you, you don't you don't know what the anger's going through. You don't know their situation. You don't know. I mean, if you were if you were in their same shoes, there's a you know there's a very good possibility you'd make the exact same decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know any angler that would that would make a change without having some justification, whether it's it's more money or you know their situation was going downhill and they needed. You know, a, you know, a change of scenery or whatever. I'm, I'm sure 98 plus percent of these guys have a reason to justify any kind of a change or decision that they make going forward. Yeah. So we'll definitely see how things play out with, uh, those announcements. And again, uh, with both the invitationals and the EQ or the opens, uh, seeing how, those rosters and commitments play out throughout this year. Um, I know, like I said, I think that was, those are the last two rosters that we're waiting on because we already obviously know Bass Pro Tour rosters or those or that was already announced. And obviously, elite qualifications that was announced right before our last show, so we knew that already. So this is the last; these are the last two big roster announcements. Well, I guess you could say NPFL. In, in, NPFL would be the only other yeah. one, and, and if they don't start, I think you said end of February. I believe so. We may not earlier. we may not see that till end of January, early February. Yeah. Um, but but it will be interesting to see whenever whenever we have that opportunity. 
certainly be interesting to see who who is on that roster. Um, and and obviously, well, I mean, hey, by then we will have already had tournaments under our belt. So um, we are we are coming to to the end of twenty twenty two, start of twenty twenty three, and um, you know, obviously, tournaments will start kicking up pretty quick. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. It's too long of a break. I, I'm, I'll be ready to see some, some, I'll be ready to, to participate in some tournaments and, <laughs> and see some tournaments. Well, so by, by, by the time we have our next episode, what I don't know the, uh, what was it? The, the Toyota, some of the Toyotas have already started. I know that most Toyotas opens and stuff like that, probably not till about February, maybe end of January, but I know some of the BFLs besides regional and local stuff, um, if it hasn't yeah, been going I, on already, uh, we'll be I starting. This, yeah. I think the Southern, so the first Southern Toyota, uh, down in Florida is January, I believe. Yeah. So they typically start January down there. So, so but, yeah. So, well, and then, you know, there'll be BFLs in January. I mean, it, yeah. you know, it kind of, Kind of brings me to this. If you're if you're out there and uh, you fish a tournament series, or you're the tournament director, or or whatever the case may be, if you have your schedule uh, already out for next year, you need to be sending it to my boy here, David, and <laughs> let him put it up on the website. I'll definitely get those going. Uh, my email is dxiongdjong at anglerschannel.com. Send those over. I, I know I've been slacking a bit just because of the holidays and obviously getting sick and stuff like that, but I'm going to get cracking on those real soon here. And then results too. Uh, we definitely, I know I, I get some once in a blue moon from some of like the more uh, local regional stuff. But if you got uh, results you want to share with us, again, it doesn't even have to be an article. If you've got an article, great. But even if it's just like a quick Excel spreadsheet of, you know, first place, second place, then the weights and shoot me a, an image too, like a, a picture of who won from your phone or whatever, shoot those over and I'll definitely get them posted on our results page. Because again, uh, besides the, obviously the, the upper tier, the opens, the elites, the Bass Pro Tour uh, invitationals, but you want to showcase different winners from all over the place. So shoot them my way again, dshong at com, and I'll make sure those go up at, uh, uh, very timely because uh, we, we, we definitely want to showcase you guys as well. So, well, you know, we do spend a lot of time here talking about the, the professional trails or the, or, you know, the major organizations and, and what they offer. But, but man, I really, the, the bread and butter of English Channel for years, um, even, you know, before you and I got involved is, yep. is it's about, you know, the, the local, the, the local tournaments, the, 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 the fishers of men, the ABAs, the, um, USA opens. I mean, there's, they're all over the place. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in every state. Um, you know, that's, that's really, that's really the, probably the, I, I mean, the difference maker of Angler's Channel. I mean, that's, that's what sets us apart, makes us different than everybody else. And, you, you know, having, having the site where you can search tournaments, um, you can either search, you know, based on tournament, if you know the trail, you can search that way, but you can also search by body of water. Yeah. So, you know, let's say you're in South Carolina and you're looking for every tournament that's fishing on Lake Murray. You can scroll through, find Lake Murray and pull it up and, and it'll tell you, every, you know, every tournament that's going on in Lake Murray. So if you're a tournament director out there and, you know, you're always trying to find new anglers for your tournament trail, that's a way that, that they can find you because yeah. it's published on Angler's Channel. 
they could search for it, find you. They may not know who you are. You don't know who they are, but they find you there and get in touch with you. Next thing you know, you've, you know, got a, got another angler or a few more teams or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be in order to, to fish your tournament. So, um, you know, we're, we're here for you really. Um, and having David list those on the, on the website is, is, you know, can be a huge benefit to, to all those that pers- to participate in that. I promise you, like when we were doing uh, the you pickums, and sometimes I have to look up for results. I gotta do a Google search. And I'm not saying that whatever, because again, sometimes I gotta look. I got I gotta go straight to a organization's website or whatever, and so I gotta look it up and you know do a search on it because sometimes it's on the website, but it's on a social media page, and sometimes <laughs> the Angler's Channel link for the organization does come up there. So uh, I'm not saying that I'm not trying to take credit for it, but it's something I've noticed just just when I gotta pull results for our you pickums that uh, can. So if someone's looking up and trying to do a research online for something, it does come up on uh, on the uh, Google hits too. So, uh, so definitely shoot them my way, and like so, well, I promise you, we will we'll get them up, and uh, whether it's results or uh, the schedule. So, like so, we we want to do our best to try to make you guys as as famous as possible. So, yeah. yep, free of charge, by the way. <laughs> yep, not so many shoot. things. Not many things <laughs> in this world you can say is free, but that's free. <laughs> free publicity, you can't beat it. I mean. Uh, so as we um, wrap up this particular episode one last i guess two last questions to for you kg is anything you're hoping i, I know you you're a pretty spoiled you spoil yourself kind of like how i i am where i kind of spoil myself but anything you're hoping to find underneath that christmas tree um you know i don't know if it's fishing wise or if you got other toys that you got uh that you got in mind but yeah any or, or are you good to go? <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm really a one track mind. I mean, it, it's it's fishing or nothing for me. So, okay. um, but I I don't really expect anything. Um, I, I do if I feel I need it. I pretty yeah. much take care of it myself. <laughs> I, I have started some preparations for next year. I mean, there there are certain things that that I know that I need for next year, and this time of year, you know, you can find some things on sale. So. I do try to take advantage of that. Oh yeah, um, uh, you know, you know, when I have the opportunity, just because there are some, there will there will be some knowns, uh, you know, going into next year. Yeah, especially with the, especially with the schedule that I have, I've already started to somewhat prepare my tackle. Um, um, I, well, I'll tell you. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, obviously, Gunnersville. For the Toyota series, it's going to be all about, well, not all about, but it will certainly involve lipless crankbaits. So okay. I have a pretty, pretty good amount of lipless crankbaits. Um, of course, you can always use more, and there are a few colors that uh, I need to fill in some gaps. And I've, and I've been doing that over the last couple of weeks, but um, I, I've got a new Lakewood products default. Mm-hmm. And and I'm and for the first time ever, I'm going to have one box that has all of my lipless crankbaits in it. Or at least, wow. well, I'll, I'll actually have two. I'll have one that's half ounce and one that's, that's three quarter. But uh, they'll all be in one box. Historically, it's taken me multiple other boxes in order to accomplish that. And, okay. And I would always do them by brand because I've probably got about five different brands of lipless crankbaits. Sure. Um, whether it's because of color or sound or weight, sure. Uh, 
because they're thrown so much on a place like Gunnersville, you better have some options. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say. There, there will be times that one particular one will work better than others, whether it's color or, or brand, because they all have a place and how you fish them, how cold it is, how warm it is, how deep you have to fish it. There's mm-hmm. so many factors in that, and they all have their own little unique thing that makes them better in certain situations. I, that's about as deep as I'll go into that. But <laughs> That's kind of what, when I say, I'm, you know, I've started already organizing, organizing some of my tackle. That's what I've done there. So um, I'm really looking forward to having that uh, Lakewood products, the vault filled up with with lipless crankbaits. And now I can open one lid and see all of my half ounce options. <laughs> I don't have to start thinking, OK, now, which which one do I want and which box is it in? They're all they're all going to be together. OK. All about trying to maximize my time on the water. <laughs> well, since you're talking about maximizing, maximizing your time in the water, I'm assuming since we and I asked you about Christmas, you're done Christmas shopping then, so that you can maximize the more time. <laughs> or I mean, you still got as of this recording, you got, you got a little over a week left before Christmas Eve. But <laughs> well, you know, historically, David, I'm still Christmas shopping to the last I minute. That. So. <laughs> well, I know for me, I think I'm done for the most part with Christmas shopping. So, and, and again, when it comes to Christmas shopping. Uh, expecting anything Christmas. I don't expect anything and most there's always stuff I could always want but just things I want that I don't necessarily need so um but uh but if if, if Santa's you, feeling you're 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 a lot like us and it's it's still all about our kids uh yeah you know, we it's it's majority of what we do is still for our kids even though they're they're quite a bit older now they're still our kids so <laughs> but I know for me if, if Christmas uh if Santa's got a really big sleigh and uh is feeling extra generous you know uh a, a brand new pickup truck and a boat would be pretty nice. But I, other than that, I'm pretty much good for the time being. I, I don't need the extra bills because my kids, like you said, are a bit more. I'm not saying they're pricey, but, you know, again, I'm trying to figure out ways to get my kids going in certain hobbies. And that ain't always easy or always the cheapest. So um, other than that, the last question I have for you Um New Year's resolutions or goals. I was hoping you'd already forgotten the second question. <laughs> New Year's resolutions or goals for 2023, whichever one you believe in. Because some people don't care about resolutions, but anything I, said, I, I think I might have one thing that I might know the answer, like what your answer would be for that. But I, I want to see if you what what what, what your response is. I, I don't really do resolutions. I, I don't. That's not something that I've really focused on or worried about because uh, okay. most, most people don't keep them anyway. Sure. Uh, but I, I mean, I do try to set some goals. Uh, I think, I think you really kind of need to have something to work towards and, and, and try to focus towards and, and try to keep them not, you know, not fairly basic in order, you know, in order to, to stay focused on them. But uh, it's, it's kind of the same thing as every year. I, I, I want to be better than I was. So mm-hmm. um, from, a, from a tournament standpoint, I, I make I've made a lot of really bad decisions on tournament days. Um and I, I'm still trying to correct that, work on that. So uh, I've got several different ways I'm trying to trying to do that to make it a little bit a little bit better for next year. But uh, obviously that's kind of a work in progress and you don't you don't know the outcome until it's done. But mm-hmm. yes. Um I have not been as competitive as I know what I can or should be. And that's my my goal for next year is to change that. Okay. Yeah, I thought that you were gonna say because I I know that the other day you should have text with us. <laughs> so I thought this might be a, the goal if it, if it doesn't happen, you know. Again, if you, if you are, I, don't, I don't know what that well, I don't remember what that was. <laughs> well, if you if you're listening to this show and you haven't listened to our previous episodes, 
KG is trying to get to 1,000 followers on TikTok, and he's almost there. As he has, as of the other day, he shared a text with me and Chris saying that he was at 900. So I don't know what what the actual uh, current number is, but I, I can give you an, I can give you an update. Of course, people that people that end up you know listening to this, I don't know if they're going to listen to this. Obviously, they won't listen to it while we're recording because it's not out there yet. But uh, as of Today, I'm at 969. Also, oh, that, that's a pretty good jump. Of just, so, so, so tomorrow, tomorrow I'll get there. Okay, but based on based on how many I'm roughly gaining a day, I I, I think sometime tomorrow I will. Um, what's that? 31 shy. So yes, yeah, sometime tomorrow I will I will get there. All right. So whether you are part of the third, the, the 31 that make it or after that 31, what's your, uh, was it your, your TikTok handle? Uh, it is Kenneth Grover Fishing. All right. Make sure you follow Kenneth Grover Fishing at yeah, TikTok. I don't have to stop at a thousand. We can keep going. No. <laughs> I, I've, I've been teasing Kenneth about make, doing a dance video. And, uh, you know, it could be a hook set dance or whatever it might be. But yeah, I keep teasing Kenneth with that. But we'll see if it ever happens if he, if what he does when he gets to a thousand. But <laughs> well, you know, what, what I've learned is when you get to a thousand, you can actually post live stuff on TikTok. Okay. So uh, I will probably post something live once I get past a thousand at some point during the day. I'll, I will probably post something live. Okay. Um, but I, I've got some ideas and I've got a few friends that, that are there that I, I'm, I'm hoping to kind of turn some, some fishing stuff into live stuff. Maybe, okay. maybe a little head to head or maybe not necessarily head to head competition, but maybe me and my, one of my friends on the water at the same time, kind of, you know, comparing notes or whatever. Uh, there's, there's some possibilities there. Okay. Uh, and maybe even some Toyota stuff because the two guys I travel with are, well, one of them, one of them's not on TikTok, but the other one is. So there, there may be some things that he and I can do during practice, um, you know, or at night kind of recaps or something. There, there, there may be some things that we can do that hopefully would be beneficial to people along the way. So that's, it's kind of what I'm what I'm looking at. That's that's the reason why I want to get to a thousand. I want to have the option to be able to do some sure. live stuff, you know, okay. going forward. Well, definitely, if you haven't, or as you listen to this, and if you, I know TikTok for some people. I mean, I'm not a much of a TikToker, but I definitely stalk the TikTok, you know, using it and viewing other stuff. But um, definitely, if it's, you, if you, it's a different, it's a different place. It um, is because I'm I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well, and the, the there's a lot of fishing on TikTok. There is um, there's a lot of other stuff, but there's there's a lot of fishing, but it's 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 di- it's, it's like a it's, it's like different. a different crowd. It's it's, way, it's, it's different, con- slightly different content yes, as well. Yes. So yeah, so it's I, I don't know. It's it's been kind of cool to, to learn, and I I've not been there long, uh, yeah. and there's still a lot I don't know, but but yeah, it's 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 an avenue that I've wanted to try to drive down and see what happens. So we'll yeah. see. So. Definitely follow and, Kenneth. And you know, I don't, I don't remember. I did, I didn't go back and listen, but if I remember right, I made, I did make some kind of a comment. Oh, no, because if one of our previous podcasts, I thought I said that if I got to a thousand by Christmas, someone gets a fishing I, trip with Kenneth, I would, right? I would offer, um, I think it was a six hour trip, maybe an eight, eight hour trip, six hour or eight hour trip just to any, any lake in North Alabama. 
Um, so, I, you know, when I made that statement, I'll be honest, when, when I made that statement, I, I <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think you had to cash it in, huh? <laughs> I, I didn't think there'd be any way I'd get there. I, I thought maybe 300 at the most by Christmas. <laughs> what, as, so, as, as we record this, it, it's, it's, it's going to happen but, way before Christmas. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to happen. So I'm not going to go back on my word. So I'm going to have to figure out how to do this. So what I'll probably do is obviously I'm not there now, so I don't want to make the statement now, but probably our next podcast, mm-hmm. um, I, I will probably make, like some a live kind of drawing? An, make some kind of an announcement. Okay. Uh, and, and it'll be something like if you, if you have, um, if you've been one of the, whatever the number is at the time, mm-hmm. um, and it can be, it can be after a thousand, this, I won't go back to before a thousand, but whenever I make the announcement is who, whoever has followed me, um, at that time, uh, I, I'm going to ask them to, to let us know. Okay. Cause I gotta, I gotta know who they are. I, I don't want to, I don't want to just randomly pick one of my followers and it not be someone that's involved in Angler's channel. I want it to be someone that that listens to the podcast. So I, I'm going to ask that if you're one of my followers that you and we'll come up with a way of doing it. It'll be either email or some kind of way of messaging um, to, to to let me know. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll give a week of that and, you know, until our next podcast. And then and, and you'll you'll need to let me know that you follow me and you'll need to let me know what your handle is so I can verify it. And then all the ones that I verified then the next podcast, I'll actually draw one. Okay. Uh, for, from all of those, um, and we'll get together, and whenever, whenever their schedule, my schedule can get together, and any lake in North Alabama, we can do, you know, Weiss Lake, Neely Henry, Gunnersville, Wheeler, Wilson, Pickwick, Smith Lake, um, any of those. Okay. I'm 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 game for any of them. So, yeah. All right. So definitely looking forward to see who wins because, I, like I said, uh, it's going to happen <laughs> way before Christmas. So, but yeah, definitely looking forward because I, I didn't think that, not that I didn't think it was going to happen, but it happened a lot, way a lot quicker than I thought it probably would have taken. Just because, again, I'm not a TikToker, and, so I don't know much about and, it. But, and look, man, that's all, that's all organically. I have not reached out to anyone. I, I, I know of someone in the last week and a half that is, that has had, Three TikTok hammers really go after pushing to get them get get that person over a thousand, and he's just hmm. now done it. He's he he has not trended much quicker than I have. Okay, I, I have not done that. This is our. I, I've only made two posts, um, so it's just kind of grown on its own. So I I feel kind of good about that. I'm not 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 that that's cheating, but there there are ways that you can you know collaborate with with people and kind of help your numbers out. And sure, that hasn't. Not to say that I won't do that at some point in time, but it has not happened yet. So, <laughs> all right, I, so. I'm still I'm still surprised. <laughs> exactly, I was a bit surprised, but not just a little, just just at the rate because I thought that it might be at least closer to right before uh, Christmas. But again, that's great that uh, that people again, if it's from uh, followers or listeners of this podcast, it's great that um, they helped uh, contribute to that. But uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to how you take your TikTok and grow from there, especially from, uh, cause again, you know, like I said, I, I'm not uh, much of a TikToker, so I definitely want to see what your take and what, uh, how your approach is going to be. So definitely looking well, forward I, to you, that. You keep asking me about dances, you know, TikTok's way more than just dances. That may have been how it started, but that may be how the, <laughs> that may be how the youngins do it. 
but uh, the, the 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 Fisher people on TikTok are not all dancing. <laughs> it's just more entertainment. You know, it, it, go, it goes viral a lot quicker when it comes when it, when it's something more entertaining versus the same old usual stuff. That's all. So. But um, other than that, except for me, I'll, I'll finish with my goals. I don't think I have any other th- anything new. The only thing that I've been hopefully trying, and I got to be really adamant about it, is just uh, there's uh, there's a statement I heard about make them say, make them tell you no, which is, you know, you keep pushing and, and until someone tells you no, you can't do it. So I just got to make that more of a of a, a, a of a constant uh in my life so that again as i get older and things not that goals change but you know again if i want certain things to happen or not just that's that's the only thing i want to incorporate more in my life going forward and it's not that because of the new year but it's just because of whatever uh, again not that it's a goal but something that uh, i've been trying to do a little bit more but again i guess got pushed harder for it so other than that that's pretty much it so um, but yeah, just to kind of finish up our 2022 here again, uh, 2023, I don't know when our next show is going to be, but uh, again, if for those that didn't uh, get a chance to tune in at the very beginning, Mr. Chris Brown is on a, he is no longer going to be part of this podcast, but it'll be a Kenneth and David show. And I don't know, we'll see what the, how the format changes or what, um, but you know, we'll, 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 We'll try our best to keep it uh, unique to us and something that makes sense that still keeps the traditional uh, English channel feel, but maybe in our unique uh, take to it. So, uh, but definitely keep uh, keep an ear out. We'll definitely have a. It won't be until sometime in probably almost the second or third week of January, depending how things play out. But uh, hopefully, we'll have a guest by then, um, as especially as guys get their. I'm 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 going to push you to get pretty pretty quick in January. Yeah. I, I think I think we need to hit the, hit the ground running uh, for next year, and and there there will be a lot of stuff we need to cover. We'll get some we'll get yep. some anglers on here. I, I I think that maybe maybe we'll attempt to get maybe some some more local guys that are yep. maybe not quite as well known. We, we we've, we've always done that from time to time. Um, I might make it a little bit more of my focus. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know I've got one guy in that, order uh, in order to do that. I've got one guy that's I'm not not necessarily a local guy, but one guy that I'm gonna um, try to hopefully line up for early the year. Uh, so um, and it's not again something not a when I say big tier like you know the, someone that's on the leads of the Bass Pro Tour or something like that. So um, that's something that I'm going to get try to line up. But we'll, we'll definitely get some guests on because it's been a um, since even the last podcast we had there was no particular guest. So if you if for those that are a little bit tired of just hearing that the three or not the two of us just talk we will have a guest uh, uh hopefully at, at the first show of the year uh, but definitely uh like i said we'll probably take off through at least the first week of january but hopefully if not the second full week of january we will have a guest depending on things again schedule and everything but that's the goal yeah and by the time we get to the middle to third week of january so we'll have tournaments kicking up of some sort yep. so yeah uh, so you know we'll we'll get into some fishing stuff pretty hot and heavy so other than that it's time to put this one on the trailer and back it up and you know take your sitting at home so for those again if you, if you heard something that offended you in some way whatever again what kg always says don't take it personal all right take care guys have a happy holidays and we'll see you guys next year 
Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trick Step. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.